fuck. That's how that recording started. It's just me fucking screaming. <laughs> fuck. fuck you, Zencaster Beta. Fuck me. I, I don't like, you know, I was like, oh, it's been, it, they've been working on it for a couple months now. Like, it's, if they're sending me a link finally, they must be, you know, semi operational. That was like was glitchy first shit. time it fucking like loaded kind of shit. Like that was not working at all. So <laughs> no. we'll have to. They asked for notes after uh, we tried recording. So I'm going to have to, you know, send them a quick note being like, I had to revert it's back to. Forked. Yeah, it did not want to work with any of my hardware. And then it didn't <laughs> want to work with anybody else's fucking hardware either. So if like it's not working with my gear. And everybody else's gear. Yeah. I think the website's broken, not my toys. So, no shit, fuck. Sorry, Zencaster. We'll uh, we'll chat with you guys later. We've we've had to revert back to Zencaster Classic or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Zencaster XP. Yeah, it kind of looks like when you go back and forth. I was like, wow, the new one's got a nice little UI like look going for it. None of it works. <laughs> yeah. So like, the it's fucking real frames fucking don't pretty, scale or anything. <laughs> yeah, like nothing's fucking functional. So that's. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to Inside Baseball. This is Dance Robot Dance, episode 237. We're just going to cut through all the horse shit. We're going to start. We're just going to start so that Tim doesn't pop, like freeze up on me here. I'm Mark. <laughs> I'm here with Tim. Tim is in Toronto. Say hello, Tim. Hello, folks. What's going on, buddy? How you doing this week? Not bad. It's just fucking over and over again. Same fucking thing. It's like Groundhog Week, basically, at this point. Groundhog Month, Groundhog Year. Given the topic of the night, like the the song "Every Day Is Exactly the Same" by Nine Inch Nails is like displaced by a couple years, but it is very, yeah. like, yeah, it very much explains my emotions about like continued quarantines and yeah. all this fucking nonsense. So yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm so fucking bored, dude. I have no idea what to do with myself anymore. Like I'm just like I've <laughs> lost we're doing like, track of everything. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like I here's a secret. I was looking forward to this week's episode. That's not the usual. <laughs> Especially when we're doing like, hey, let's review Batman and Robin. I'm like, why did I do this to us? Like, oh, I don't want to do this episode. No, that's Ugh, we, that's anyway. that's our vitriol purge weeks. I know we got one next to week. It's gonna be gonna be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're doing a music episode. We should probably just fucking cut through all the shit and get started because otherwise we're gonna be here for four fucking hours like we normally are. Luckily, there's fuck all for news this week. No, there's like no news, and I like I I I'm gonna let let you. Oh my god, I can't speak English. My brain just shut <laughs> off. I'm gonna let you make a decision whether we do the whole fucking list of Golden Globe nominees or we just talk about the fact that the Mandalorian got fucking nominated because like and and Lovecraft Country. Yes, and love Cap Crunchy. So like Which, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look at the Golden Globe nominations, honestly. I mean, so I, I don't really you know, I pay a lot more attention to like the Emmys and the uh, Oscars. And even then I don't pay that much attention anymore because they t- generally tend to snub the shit that I'm actually interested in. So. Well that's yeah, kind of my thing is like a lot of stuff that looks like it should have been yeah. nominated, like in my head, it's just like completely absent from everything here. Yeah. So like you can go look up the stupid nominations for the Golden Globes yourselves. Every time we do one of these read-throughs of these things, I just get frustrated about five minutes in, and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but I still got 50,000 fucking categories to read. That's the other problem with the Golden Globes. It's like, cut your yeah, categories down, shit. guys. There's so much shit. Anya Taylor-Joy doesn't need that many awards. <laughs> I didn't watch that. Do you watch Queen Get- Queen's Gambit? I, I liked it, but like... Yeah. It's on my, I put it on my... She kind of works for me, list. so I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, she's she was real cute in uh, yeah. 
and New Mutants. So like she, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm on board, and like everybody kept saying it was really good. So I was like, yeah. she's got that like reptilian Bandersnatch cummerbund look to her. I'm on board. <laughs> Somebody says she kind of looks like Taylor Swift, and I was like, yeah, I, yeah, same. yeah, that too. I can see yeah. that that a little yeah. bit too. So I mean, whatever. Yeah, no, I like the show. It's not just not something we would talk about on this show at all. I mean, it's about it's barely about chess. Yeah. It's about her addiction issues more than it's about chess. She's really good in it. Like she's excellent. And if, apparently she's excellent in everything she's in because she's getting nominated for five fucking trillion awards. So good for her. Not, not for getting, New Mutants. I was just gonna say, God damn it, you <laughs> stepped on my fucking joke. I'm like, she's not getting a fucking nominated for New Mutants, though, because I don't know why that is. Because <laughs> like, I mean the movie was it's kind of a miss. It was kind of a CW pilot, basically. So there's yeah. that. There's oh man, there's weird news that just came up about uh, some Marvel artist drawing anti-Semitic horse shit into the back oh, of yeah. this week's Incredible Hulk issue. I don't know. Uh, that's Joe Bennett. So yeah, Joe Bennett. And there's there's uh, it's dumb, but like if you want to go read about it, Marvel artist Joe Bennett responds after a Mortal Hulk on IO9. He drew some. He drew him doing like a, a scam, and ended up like the last step of the scam was him going to sell jewels to a Jewish diamond dealer. But they made it real stereotypical stuff. And there's a fucking star David in the window and shit. I'm like, dude, yeah. cringe. I mean, like the the take from IO9 is like, I mean, given who CB Sapolsky pretended to be back in the day, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like some things are gonna slip through at the House of Ideas, but like, be better, I guess. Also, if you're gonna replace this guy, I'll draw the Hulk. <laughs> Cheap, you know. I can't assume you're paying that, that guy who's who's drawing the Hulk right now a ton of money anyway, but that book sells like 15,000 copies a month. The other Marvel thing I saw this week is that they're retconning Thor's mother to yes. be to be the fucking Phoenix entity, basically. Yeah, we'll have to see how that story pans out. I, it, <laughs> it's like I'm just finishing up Jason Aaron's run, mm. but like this is that that's after this stuff. So I'm like, I don't know. I haven't read it. Um, I'm so like behind on everything Marvel at this point that like. I saw this story and I had to go immediately look like who's still is CB Sabolsky still editor in chief of Marvel. Yeah. Cause I hadn't heard he'd left. He totally is. So I was like, yeah, some of this, tri- this shit's just going to like, nobody's paying attention. Like, I don't know how the fuck, what you do at this point. We need a better editor in chief. Let's give it all to Kevin Feige. <laughs> just like let him hire his own. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got time. At this point. I don't know. I don't know. Be better or hire me. I'll fucking draw Hulk. Be best. Small fee. Uh, Oh, God, nothing's working. What is wrong with my machine today? <laughs> this is just week of technical issues, folks. Oh, this it is really like, is. This is going back to like our first five issues here. Yeah, episodes. episodes. God damn it. You're having brain issues. I'm having computer yeah. issues. This is great. <laughs> we all got that, that fucking like lockdown brain. I have like quarantine brain. Yeah, like it's it's just weed and like despair. Yeah, right it's now, like, what, so. what is this talking to other people outside of working hours? Bullshit. Talking to working hours. I'm see. I'm a freelance illustrator. You know I, mean? I don't talk to fucking anybody. Any most of the talking I do is on Instagram now. People are like, "Hey, do you, are you open for commissions?" Absolutely. I need to buy a PlayStation somehow. Yeah. You know, whatever. I don't know when when you can actually get them. Well, I mean, I, I'm <laughs> I did the count today on my Amazon account. I have so many Amazon gift cards. It's basically bought already. It's yeah. just like, when is it going to come in on Amazon? I know. Yeah. I mean. Like the stories that I didn't put in the news, really, like all the headlines this week were like all tech manufacturers are saying, like, if you want to buy one of these specific gadgets, PlayStation, Xbox, high end graphics card, you know, anything useful. Like, 
don't fucking bother till the summertime. I was like, I know. fuck you. I'm getting a PlayStation five in the spring. <laughs> you fuckers. I said I was, I'm I mean, getting I'm, it. I'm signed up for like the now in stock alerts, uh, that, yeah, that could be for like every site that's selling it kind of thing. And like, I've gotten, um, I've gotten like two alerts in the last month since I signed up. And in both cases, they were gone within like two minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I've, uh, a lot of people were estimating that like you would start to see like stocks starting to trickle like March, April kind of yeah. going into may but now people are starting to be like it might be may june before you start <laughs> seeing the stock trickle and i was like oh my god can this covid shit end already fucking i just want i want my heart ebay scalping bastards i want my life back and i want my hardware to just be at best buy where i could walk in and fucking buy it all yeah. at one time you know what i mean like i don't want to be doing all this like <laughs> hunting for a who the fuck why the fuck are we hunting for playstations like <laughs> what is it not to Sony's benefit to have fucking 50 million of these little exactly. bastards ready to go before they launch? Every time they're short. They're always short. Yeah, I did I browse know. through some of the sold listings on uh, eBay, and some of them are, like, very clearly, like, you know, they say, like, check listing, and then it's like, this is for a printout of an image of a PlayStation 5. Fuck you, bots, kind of thing. And, like, yeah. so many of them have actually oh, been, yeah. have actually been, like, bought for, like, seven, eight hundred bucks, and then these fucking scalpers are just getting railed. They're not even using like the marketplace stuff anymore. Like you don't even see them on Kijiji or uh, Facebook anytime because they're just getting trolled constantly. Like people will just be like, oh yeah, I totally want that. I'll meet you here and send them in the middle yeah. of buttfuck nowhere and like don't show up. <laughs> right? Because like, yeah, whatever. Like you fucking, if you're making you're me gonna... pay 1500 bucks for yeah. a $500 PlayStation, like you're fucking coming to me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And by me, I mean fucking Barry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nothing. So, yeah. yeah. Shit. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm working on it, but like, you know, good luck getting anything if you're looking for a new hardware. Like, I still can't get a graphics card for this machine. Like, I, I wanted to put a 3000 series in it this year. Not fucking yeah. happening, apparently. I'm just annoyed. Anyway, back to the actual news. It looks like Marilyn Manson was in American Gods and has now been removed from American <laughs> Gods. Well, he's been removed from everything, but yeah, yes, he's been he was, removed from existence, hopefully, he was, at this point. He was in the season of American Gods, which I have been watching. I think I'm like one episode behind. And basically, uh, Wednesday, Odin has been using like this fictional metal band that Manson was playing the front person of to drum up a new following for himself, basically like using like the Norse power metal. Kind yeah. Of, like thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Which is yeah, a cool right. concept. And I don't know if that's actually in the, yeah. in the novel or not, but yeah, it worked. And I mean, he was a minor character at best and it'll be a fucking piece of cake to write him out. I'm sure. Fair. I mean, ugh. I never liked Marilyn Manson. He always did. He not always seem kind of skeezy. To oh, he's always like, a piece of shit. Like you, you know, there's a guy that would like piss on fucking fans at concerts and shit like yeah. that, and then brag about it later. And then, like, there, it's not like this is the first time he's had abuse allegations against him either. It's no, just that this is the first time that you know they're people sticking. really have started. Yeah, they're, they're sticking, and people have really started taking those sorts of allegations seriously. You, you watched. This is gonna date me horribly, and also make me seem like a complete scumbag. But you watched Californication, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when he was on there playing that like thinly fictionalized version of himself? Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. Like, late, late at the end. I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't think that's too fucking like, yeah, that's not, not fucking super far, far off. off the real fucking deal. He's probably actually worse. You know what I mean? Like he's probably not as affable in real life. Also, like he seemed <laughs> yeah. affable at least. Whereas I bet you he's a fucking prick. Also, I've heard he's a prick, but like, I don't know. Manson's never been my bag. He's not coming up tonight. I mean, it's kind of attached to tonight's topic also because 90s. <laughs> Yeah, kind of second artists, rate 90s artists that shit, haven't you know put I mean? shit out, put out anything good since the nineties. <laughs> just riding those Trent Reznor coattails, you know, right to the fucking moon, boys. Just riding them all to the moon. 
real talent could drag a lot of people out of the muck, you know? Trent did a lot of that shit. So mm-hmm. I think we're still like dealing with Courtney Love because of Trent Reznor in the 90s. So <laughs> yeah, so like just between that, like the problem is like the flip where you just immediately on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, I don't believe her because I love Marilyn Manson. It was the same with like the AOC stuff this week where they were like, she wasn't even on the Capitol. And I'm like, what yeah. reality is everybody fucking living in? Like, I yeah, want to go there because it seems nice. Actually, no, they seem really fucking angry all the time. And I think I'd rather be over here. All right. Let's keep moving along then. Uh, yeah. So like just, I don't know, be better to each other, assholes. Google Stadia is dead. Google has shut down production on that, their Stadia streaming device and all their internal game creating studios are gone. It was a cool idea, but no, no fucking surprise at all. No, I mean, they handled it horribly and like they don't have any. I think people are starting to kind of flip on Google a little bit, too, which is interesting. But like, yeah, I just I, I think like it's a saturated market and they put in a piece of hardware that was not wholly baked, basically. Like it, yeah. it, it had so many kinks in it that it was not ready for mass adoption. As interesting an idea Boy, as Google it is. Google never does something like that. Google Glass. Yeah, fuck. I mean, we're in the we're in a video chat right now that is the predecessor of another one of Google's failed fucking implementations. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like Google it, Plus, <laughs> Google, fuck Google, everything, man. Like how many? Like they they're notorious for killing projects. Sorry, Michael. I know we're talking shit about your employer, but you know <laughs> they do kill projects like crazy. It's, I mean, I I think it's interesting in terms of like development because it just means like okay, this project's not working. Fucking kill it, move on. I'm like, actually, you know what? Yeah, I mean. It's- it's a lot better than letting Windows turn into a giant bloated piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and just building on top as opposed to like, yeah, rebuilding chunks and stuff. I don't know. Either way, I'm not a software dev, obviously, because otherwise I'd be working for Zencaster at this point. Just <laughs> fixing their shit. Because fuck me. <laughs> last thing I had, and I, I think we just missed this in last week's episode. Apparently, Disney Plus is adding another show to like we're just going to be Disney Plus Marvel shows. Every week of the year, basically, I think going forward, uh, there's going to be a Ryan Coogler developed Black Panther in Wakanda, show, or maybe not Black Panther, but Wakanda, Wakanda show. Yeah, show set in Wakanda uh, in particular. No, we didn't really miss it. It didn't come out. That news didn't drop till like Monday. It, was it the next day? Okay, yeah, yeah, fair. I mean, it's Marvel, so like, Lord knows I'm on board. Like, I'll just sign me the fuck up, put it right in my veins. Yeah, and it's Ryan Coogler who fucking, you know, just knocked the first movie out of the park. So, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely there for that. I'm really interested to see where that goes, you yeah. know, what characters it follows, that kind of thing. I mean, there's plenty of cool characters, you know, like even tertiary characters there that they could pick up on and like do a full series on or whatever, or, or do it like an anthology series or whatever. Could be cool. Bring back Michael B. Jordan. I don't know how. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> he want, he wants to come back, apparently. Right, He's well, like, I'm I'll sure fucking do it again. I'd be like, you know what? It, it, given the circumstances that the Black Panther franchise is in, sadly, uh, I don't think... Well, I mean, bringing... with the, we've already said, with the multiverse possibilities that are getting opened True, up absolutely. right now, there's it's, yeah. it would be so easy for them to I just bring mean, in. in terms of like the returning cast, one being deceased and the other being somewhat toxic at this point, Like, yeah. it would be nice to have somebody like Michael B. Jordan who is like... Michael B. fucking Jordan, like to come back in and kind of like help steady the ship a little bit to keep Black Panther afloat while they kind of figure out the transition. So, I mean, give me a, give me a fucking Mbaku led series. I'd watch the shit out of that too. I'd watch, I'd watch, like, they wanted to follow like the Gorilla Guys. Like, yeah. that was the show. I fuck, give it to, I mean, it's Marvel. I, you know, I'm watching this like 15 times. It doesn't really matter yeah. what they actually put out. I guess the other thing would be, let's see, it'd be cool if 
if it was more like a prequel show or something like that too, like doesn't have to be set in the current MCU timeline. It could be set like 20, 30 years earlier or something like that or way in the past. It could be like fucking founding Wakandas of Wakanda or some shit. Like that'd be super cool to see. You could also be setting up your new protagonist also. You know what I mean? Like using yeah. that like run to get somebody new into the black Panther costume and be able to tell that origin story before you get to the movie kind of thing. The way we're yeah. kind of getting like, Wanda being set up as maybe a villain in WandaVision, maybe to be the villain for, I don't think this is actually what's happening, but you you could hypothesize yeah, yeah, that like yeah, Wanda's going to be the bad guy in Doctor Strange or whatever, like yeah. setting up your characters ahead of time in a miniseries. How fucking comic booky is that to do a zero issue? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or a miniseries to tie into the bigger miniseries to give you the origin of the villain or something like that? Yeah, one shot or some shit. Absolutely, it's the most Marvel fucking thing like of all time to do. So, I mean, maybe if they're gonna start bringing that comic book philosophy over to TV shows, it's interesting. I don't know if it'll fucking pay off for them. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. You know, like we'll have to see. But it's kind of neat. Uh, that was literally all I had for news. It was the barest, most bereft news week of all time. The only things I had were that the Snyder Cut of Justice League got an actual release date of March 18th, and it it got a an R rating. From the yeah, internet. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting. I mean, we've we've said for ages that we want more R-rated fucking superhero movies, and if this goes like, like that, that's kind of my problem, or one of my problems with some of the with shit like Justice League is they want to make this like super gritty thing, but they're not willing to commit to it. Yeah, you know, they go half ass on it. So if this fucking like pulls out all the stops and gives us like a real nasty, dark ass like Grant Morrisony kind of feel Justice League story, then it might be at least better than the theatrical cut. <laughs> I mean, it's damning by faint praise, really. Like, it, theatrical it cut. I think we both fucking stepped for our way through that review and just be like, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. There's a lot of problems here, though, right? Yeah. It was it's fine. It, it's fine, had, it had some fun parts, <laughs> which it did. I loved watching yeah. soup, Soups in the Flash fucking duke it out. That was great. Yeah. And, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, like, I know we're obviously we're going to watch this and review it. I'm just like, at this point, I, I just want them to stop talking about it and just like, yeah, let me watch it. Just and like let shut it up for itself. Just, stop fucking yeah. trying to hype it. Yeah. Like I don't like I barely care as it is. So it's like, just do it now. And yeah. And get then just get out of my life. Like, I don't want to hear about fucking Justice League. <laughs> ever again like until they're remaking it in like five years and like doing a new one i don't want to hear about it anymore so i mean i'm just over the fucking snyder fans really at this point is the main thing that i just am done with and over (sighs) yeah having that excised from the dc community will be kind of nice i think agreed so anyway uh yeah it's geek of the week time Geek of the week. So this is the segment where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we did this week. Tim, tell me the nerdiest thing you did this week. Uh, we were doing geek of the week, I think, before the fucking like your Ooh. internet catastrophically exploded <laughs> on us. I'm leaving all this in. I'm gonna cut it together like a fucking mess. <laughs> gonna be like, wow, look at these. Just so we can comment on how fucking horrible this night has been. But you should hear the tech problems. Oh, you can hear them because I left them in. <laughs> Anyway, what was your geek of the week? All right. Uh, my geek of the week was... As I he stalls it, again. It, Tim's audio just goes to shit no. as soon as I ask him to talk. Oh. I, uh, I'm still I'm getting... cutting my wrists. 
I'm still getting local audio picking up. Like I'm getting lines in Zencaster and shit. Is it back now? Sure. Sometimes. Fucking hell. I hear Winston in the background. Yeah, is it in the hallway? It's shaking. Uh, my geek of the week was I finally got to the point of the pandemic that a lot of other people, I think, arrived at a long time ago, which is doing puzzles. Because <laughs> it's, it's something that I've done since I was a kid, like just as one of those like, hey, this is just something that I find like soothing kind of thing. And so I've had this like Disney Mickey Mouse photo mosaic puzzle for years that I'd never done. And so, like, I cleared off one of the tables in the house and I started it. And it's one of those things that, like, if I hadn't been moving in the middle of the pandemic, I would have fucking probably done within, like, the first week that I was like, okay, I'm stuck at home. I'm going to fucking start doing puzzles and shit. But it's just, yeah, it's something that I find soothing. And I'll just stay at, you know, one of those, like, stay at home, do nothing things that I like doing. I'll just, like, put on some music or, like, a familiar TV show or a movie that I don't really need to, like, watch as kind of background noise and just fucking put pieces together. I gotta get you that PlayStation five. We've got to get you that PlayStation. <laughs> That's a different mindset. Jesus. Those are two different, two different Jesus. mindsets to be in. That I mean, cool. I, uh, that's actually part of like what I'm working on right now is like doing puzzles and coloring book pages and shit. So yeah. Nice. Uh, some of my stuff might be puzzles this year. So we'll see how that works out. But, uh, yeah, I haven't quite hit that level of this i'm still at the uh smoke a lot of drugs yeah <laughs> desperation and drugs basically are still at the level that's my default level when things go wrong so like why fuck with something if it's working for you i guess fair enough my big lebowski outward experience may not be indicating that it fucking works for me particularly <laughs> but it's okay i'm fine i washed my hair in the last month i think <laughs> Oh, Do you mean like calendar sure. month or like within the last 30 days? I think in the last 30 days. I haven't, I haven't washed it in February yet. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a couple days worth of nasty up there. Good times. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, for me this week, the Digital Foundry guys, who I mentioned last week, got a little weird surprise this week, which was also publicly available. So in 2013, there was a remake or like a remaster that was scheduled to come out of Goldeneye from the N64, like the classic N64 game. It was supposed oh, to come yeah, out on, on Xbox Live Arcade in like 2013 for Xbox 360. And suddenly like the beta leaked this week. And so the Digital Foundry guys were playing with it and then uh, basically said on the stream, like, uh, we're not going to tell you that you can go download it, but you can go Google it and download it if you really <laughs> want to. And I was like, I'm fucking curious to see how that would look. And I've got a lot of hardware here that can run that kind of shit. So I went for it. And uh, yeah, I played a little Goldeneye. Jeez. It was interesting because I haven't played it in a long time. It hasn't aged hyper gracefully. No. But like, I mean, just I remember just the game, like the mechanics of it being really fun kind of thing. What's weird, though, you know, it's what I will have to like. I wish they would just release it at this point, because like it would be fun to do like couch co-op because the consoles yeah. are now powerful enough that even these things it runs at a locked 60 like buttery smooth lock 60 which like goldeneye on the n64 no barely could lock the 20 yeah. like could barely lock the 20 if it was fucking lucky playing those games like in retrospect now like on original hardware is a just janky fucking nightmare <laughs> in comparison but i was like i never remember playing goldeneye and it being this fucking smooth to play like i'm getting a locked like 
block 60. And I was like, okay, this is fun. Makes the game feel completely different. Yeah, sure. But it was, it was, it was like a weird, and just given what the topic of our episode this week is like talking about nineties bands, it was a weird, like flashback moment where I was like, I'm just back in high school. And I ran into some chick that I went to high school with who's who recognized me. And she was like, this is the, the this I should have, I'll probably, sh- I should probably cut this out. But like she dated one of my buddies. Right. Mm. So she was like, she remembered me because I'm six foot five and everybody remembers me. But when she asked me if I remember her, I was like, <laughs> no, she's like, well, I dated so-and-so. And I was like, to be fair, so-and-so dated like everybody, <laughs> you know, he was just one of those guys who yeah. everybody. So I'm like, and I knew him for like a, a solid 10 year span. And the entire time that I knew him, he had a new girlfriend every couple weeks, basically. <laughs> So she's asking me to remember her, who is one of just innumerable dozens. <laughs> like she, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I do not know who you are. Also, I don't care that much. So, you know, whatever. Either way, it was like high school horseshit all over again. With like this is why I don't live in my fucking hometown, Mark. Moving back, having moved back to my hometown and just being like, it hasn't changed. You know, it's still 1996 here. It's terrifying. So. <laughs> Well, at least the music's all right then. Uh, we're like a year away from the good shit. Actually, it's true. <laughs> I got a lot of Pearl Jam, I guess. Like, yeah. That's cool. But yeah, there'll be a very active Pearl Jam era in 1996. But <laughs> aside from that, we're still waiting for some Radiohead. Don't have a lot of the Tool albums yet. Like, yeah. I'd rather be where yeah, I am no now. Idea. I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. Actually, that was an album I wanted to bring up tonight because there you go. Oh uh, yeah. So if you uh, are curious, you can go pick that thing up. Just you know, Google it. It was pretty easy to find. It's on GitHub. Let's mm. go get it. So <laughs> go nuts. Uh, um, yeah. All right. So let's do, let's meet of the episode time. Meat of the episode. Forgotten meat of the nineties. Forgotten by everybody but me, apparently. So <laughs> us, apparently. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but us, I guess it's kind of inspired by Twitter actually. So the last couple of weeks, the story has been going around of the, the lead singer from Eve six has taken over the band's Twitter account and has just turned it into the snarkiest, greatest twitter account that has just ever existed spilling all the tea about like oh yeah mid- all, 90s, like 90s alt rock like all, especially yeah, alternative music yeah and specifically like the kind of b tier of the 90s alt rock like he's not giving stories about like maynard well, actually he had a tool story but it was very like kind of removed but uh but we're not getting stories about like pearl jam and nirvana and shit we're getting stories about like gin blossoms and, and, like, and lit and shit and like lit that. and everclear yeah. and stuff which like it got my wheels spinning to be like we've talked about hundreds of artists over the years, but they generally tend to be like our absolute favorite artists. But we grew up in an era where there was just hundreds and hundreds of bands with new songs every day that came and went and and like, and then just everybody forgot about. And now, yeah. And like, because new metal happened, I guess all of this music just doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) They were like, all right, anything that has guitars in it, fuck it. We failed. It's over. Corn ruined it. Burn it all down. Limp Biscuit ruined it for everyone. Burn it all down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Fred Durst. <laughs> Kill it with fire. And like a couple years later, Interpol happened, but like nobody cared, right? So <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, so we wanted to. Talk, I wanted to talk about like basically those bands, Eve Six, the Eve Sixes of the world, the Everclears of the world, the yeah. bands that are maybe somebody's favorite, but they're not everybody's favorite. There's a lot on this list where I'm going through and I'm like, I I know or knew somebody that was like all about this fucking band. 
And like, that was like their defining characteristic was like, you know, they were like a huge fucking like soul asylum fan or, or gin blossoms fan or some shit like that. I am forever thankful that Pearl Jam stayed the course and that I could just say I'm a Pearl Jam fan forever because, like, then I don't have to be admit that I'm a Soul Asylum fan. Like, <laughs> what do you do with yourself after 1996 if you're a Soul Asylum I know, fan? I know. <laughs> but let's, let's be honest, really, this is just a, another chance for us to flex our needlessly comprehensive knowledge of 90s music. 90s alternative yeah absolutely yeah it's it's problematic at best i didn't even like i barely wrote notes i'm like i'm just gonna wing it because like i know all these bands off the fucking top of my head that i want to talk about but like i think we should start directly at the top directly at the top and talk about 311 and amber the song that everybody had to cover and drop panties everywhere wait no i'm actually kidding about that because that song's (laughs) fucking awful but it keeps popping up in the 90s spotify playlist that fucking like shitty like rap rap rock with like the record scratches and shit like that and also what happened to uh what i got by uh sublime Sublime? like every fucking version i hear is like an awful remix like they're just like what happened to the original radio cut that i grew up listening to i can't fucking find it anywhere it might be on the cd i should look (laughs) in the cds but like holy shit everything that's on spotify is garbage yeah uh but yeah i've I've got i think i've got two or well because there were two different versions on the album i don't know yeah i mean half of these fucking you know if we just fucking pulled out our big shiny tunes albums i'd say probably a good 60 percent of the shit we're gonna talk about tonight are on those fucking big shiny tune albums. i might actually just call the fucking episode big shiny tunes the episode <laughs> where we just talk about like i mother earth and like for any the, I, I was gonna say brand van 3000 but what i was actually thinking about was the uh the scooby snacks guys like the fun the, criminals uh, Fun loving criminals. That's the yep. one I was thinking of. Yeah, that was on my fucking list too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah. so f- and for any of our non-Canadian listeners, Big Shiny Tunes was a compilation album. Oh fuck! It was put out by Much Music, and Much Music is the Canadian version of MTV. So there, you're caught up. Well, actually, was because like yeah. neither of them really play. Actually, they're basically the same channel now. They, they just play teen movies, I think. Yeah, and, and uh, fucking like Teen Mom and all that horseshit. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen much music in years. Like, do they even play music videos ever? Like, do they have a show? I don't fucking know. I don't have cable. Yeah, no, neither. I mean, like, my parents do, but like, I don't use it. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I use on is the gigabit internet. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, definitely the big shiny tunes stuff. And like I just said, I'm Mother Earth, where it's like fucking ridiculously Canadian band. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I said I'm Mother Earth, not Our Lady Peace. That's yeah. the problem is getting those two confused. That was my problem <laughs> a lot. I never had that issue. Well, that's the thing. I, I wouldn't confuse the bands because one of them is like awesome and the other one's Our Lady Peace. But like, uh, it's just because they're like that three letter or the three word, like Our Lady Peace, yeah, I'm yeah, Mother yeah. Earth. They have that weird female pronoun in there. It just it fucks my brain up. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. So we want to talk about some like 90s rock bands. So like we're dating ourselves horribly and basically making it so that half the audience disappears. But like those of us who are going to stay. Enjoy us nostalgizing about the headstones because they were <laughs> awesome. They're actually just still pretty awesome. They're still touring. But like, yeah. Lots of these bands are still touring. They're not really doing much, but they're touring technically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most, yeah. I don't know. Does Sponge still tour? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to randomly name drop just like the most obtuse bands that like have like, <laughs> like two big singles or and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about Suede later. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yeah, or what's the other one? Hum, hum was the the other British like oh, band. Yeah, that I like, yeah. 
Yeah. So a lot of a lot of these like a lot of this is just like the stuff that the edge used to play in the middle of the night when I was up and wandering around or drawing or doing whatever. And they would start playing the weird British shit. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I like the Manic Street Preachers. Nobody else gives a shit except for me and Tim. Oh, currently. That, fu- that fucking song's so good, though. <laughs> I mean, that and whole bunch of the, album is yeah, good. Yeah, I have, I have, like, I don't, I haven't heard, I don't, don't know if I've ever listened to that whole album, but I know I've got at least three or four tracks off of it in my yeah. iTunes library. Uh, Paul and I went and saw them, actually. They played, uh, oh, this is ages ago. They finally came over. They hadn't been over in like a decade. And they came to Toronto and played the Phoenix. And Paul and I were like, I feel like we should go see Manic Street Preachers because. You should just go see Manic Street Preachers, basically. Yeah. It was totally worth it. It was a fucking awesome show. They were so good live. <laughs> I have a cover mind. of Can't Take My Eyes Off of You that they did. Yeah. It was like a B-side to a single or something. So weird. Yeah. I've got such, such fucking random shit. Way bigger in like the UK than they were over here. There's a lot of bands that are like that. We're like, like we bring up the Catherine Wheel or something like that, where they were like platinum selling in the UK, but like over here, they sold like 15 copies. Well, and like two of them are in my... Like, Pulp, pulp was massive in the UK, yeah. Uh, but then they only had like maybe two or three songs that ever like charted over here. But I still fucking like love Common People to this day and Disco Two Thousands, a fucking great song as well. I like those are songs that like if they come on, I just no matter fucking what's going on, I'll listen to them kind of thing. Common People always. I'm not sure if I should say ruined or like enhanced by the William Shatner version, the Ben Folds and William yeah, Shatner version. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the one that's the one that always kind of pops in my head when people say that like oh pulp common people by pulp and i'm like i feel like as much as i like the original the shatner one's so perfect like it's just so perfect like i kind of lean into that one it's like so good. some of that fucking like shatner toxing album stuff is real terrible oh it's that, garbage garbage that, that, that one worked. song in particular it actually it fit pretty well on yeah so that i was on board for that but yeah there's a lot of british bands that kind of fall into this category I mean, it was radiohead they don't matter. Like nobody listens to yeah, them no, afterwards. No, right? no, yeah. What the fuck did what the fuck did Radiohead do? After what did Radiohead do after the nineties? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I don't Yikes. know if I've got many other British ones on my list. There, oh, there's some of these that like I I never really, you know, th- these were ones that were just so fucking like here and then gone that I never even really bothered to f- like learn about them or read about them or anything yeah. like that because it also wasn't like you know if you wanted to know about these bands. In some cases, this was like fucking pre-internet, right? You, you couldn't go on a website and read shit about them. You either had to like catch them on the radio doing an interview or like on Much Music or something do an interview. Or you'd have to go out and fucking like actively seek out a magazine. Remember fucking magazines? A fucking magazine that had an, an article or something about them. And I just didn't care enough. I was just there for the music 90%. Yeah, see, like pre-internet, I was the king of magazines. I had subscriptions to fucking everything, like especially music I magazines. I was yeah. brutal. I was like... Rolling Stones, Spin, NME, Chart. I loved having my Canadian music news, so I always got Chart. Uh, what else did I get? That's that's probably the big ones that I would do. I got Q every once in a while, but like, eh. usually Spin, Rolling Stone, and NME would give me like. I probably discovered ninety percent of the bands that are not Canadian that I just discovered through the radio here, especially British stuff or like European stuff. More would come yeah. from like NME and Chart and that kind of stuff. Yeah, with me, like. All my like 90s Street music. Preachers is a super good example of a band that I got into because of like reading chart and NME because they would con- they, they were on the covers and yeah. like crazy throughout that era. So there's totally like a band that like was huge in the UK, couldn't make it over here. But because I was a music nerd who spent 
like half his paycheck on records and fucking music magazines. <laughs> I knew who they were and I bought the records and stuff. So <laughs> you heard like they were marketing specifically to you, right? Because it was like here, we're going to put out these magazines and then people are going to buy them and the magazines are going to tell them what records to buy. And then it's just going to be a fucking vicious It's a cycle. fucking crazy racket that they had going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, remember like pitchfork had the same fucking thing going on the only reason any of us know about the arcade fires because pitchfork gave it that 10 you know what i mean it would have been like oh no a, i i knew i knew about it because of cbc radio 3 yeah i mean fair it was getting played i'm not saying it wasn't getting played but i mean like they like turned that into a phenomenon mm. and like that's the kind of racket that the reviewers used to have like mm-hmm. it's funny coming back to like looking at it now and just being like holy shit like how democratized is this now like yeah. it's i mean you can't find anything and like there isn't a rock band that actually knows how to play a guitar that's still playing that wasn't still like playing back then. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I mean, you could just find whatever music you want on Spotify. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of awesome. Well, I mean, it's, I guess we're getting back to that in some respects with streaming services and shit like that. And this is probably me talking in a term because I don't really use Spotify, but like on, on shit like that, can you not like pay to boost your shit? like pay to like have your stuff be featured in like a, in a, in in like a, you know, a new artist playlist or some shit like that. And so like, there's definitely, you know, we're getting back to some of that pay to play. And that's another reason why I don't like those streaming services and why I tend to prefer, you know, kind of find my own music a little more organically and shit. But I don't know. I just find it very convenient to have basically the entire world's library of music at my fingertips on my phone while I'm in the bathroom. So like, I love Spotify. I, I mean, I can do the same thing on fucking YouTube, though, right? Like, I can find yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, I'm not arguing that music on YouTube, and now and now it's YouTube Music because yeah. fucking Google discontinued play music. Yeah, not like now I wouldn't have that as much of a problem with it because YouTube has refocused on their music stuff. But like, yeah. if you said that to me a year ago, I would have fucking laughed at you because like, yeah. like using YouTube to listen to music is fucking awful. Like it was anyway. Like now it's a little bit more better organized and stuff. Well, there's a separate app and stuff for. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it used to be pretty terrible. Uh, But I I completely understand what you're talking about. Like, because I'll go to my homepage on uh, Spotify and it'll like recommend playlists and stuff. And it's like, why would you recommend Drake to me? Like I listened to it (laughs) twice. It's because they paid for it to be at the top. Yeah. So fine i mean like trust me like the guy who listened to tool more than anybody else on the planet and i have the stats to prove it like i just would never publish them because it's fucking embarrassing uh i don't know what i was going with this but like i shouldn't be seeing taylor swift at the front on the front of my thing (laughs) you know what i mean but like when that album came out a couple weeks ago she was on the front of my fucking spotify screen i'm like are there pictures of her in there because otherwise i don't (laughs) give a shit i haven't even been able to get too much into new taylor swift and i'm but like 1989 is my fucking jam i'll listen to that shit all day anyways that's not what we're talking about no we're talking about the year that came after or the decade that came after 1989 yeah how's that for a segue back to what we're supposed to be talking about supposed to be talking about yeah i don't even know what we're doing anymore i'm like not watching time we're just kind of (laughs) like doing stuff so uh, one of the, a lot of the ones for me that I ended up really enjoying and, and diving a little bit more into their back catalog on were a lot of those either entirely female alternative bands or like female fronted bands. Like sh- we were talking yesterday about Elastica, like that fucking mm-hmm. the, the connection fucking blew my mind. And then line up was their other big single. And then I've got like another half dozen of their tracks and shit, too. You should have tried living stuff. in a house that Paul was in when that Elastica song came out, man. Oh, my God. Constantly <laughs> love that track. Uh, no, I like oh, it's a fantastic fucking song. All two minutes and five seconds of it or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's super quick. And then yeah, like stuff short. like 
save Ferris and like that, you know, that's getting a little bit more into ska, but like Veruca Salt was pretty similar to, to Elastica. Yeah. They, yeah, they had a couple of like, yeah, they all fall into that, like almost riot girl, kind of like Biff Nakedy, who's another yeah. person we should bring up. Oh yeah. Biff Naked for sure. Yeah. To get the Canadian side in fucking four non blondes. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate that song. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but it was huge. It's again, that's oh, exactly absolutely. what we're talking about, right? Like, that absolutely. song was fucking everywhere. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. Who the, what the fuck happened to them after that? They just disappeared. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, I guess they're real big in the lesbian community, from what I understand. I don't know. Yeah, I just watch well. community. Isn't that what the community? That's a community, yeah, that's a community, community joke. joke. <laughs> it's a community joke. I'm sorry. Alert. Wow, we haven't had one of those in quite a while. No. You can, you can uh, dust off that square on your bingo card, folks. Fuck. Yeah, no kidding. When Christy <laughs> left, it's like we just stopped talking about it. I guess the show's over, so it's kind of hard. That's true. But it's not just the, I guess you kind of get a fairly like indirect community reference as we basically weekly lust after Alison Brie, though. So there is that. It's true. That's I mean, true. we bring her up almost like every second week. So that's kind of a community <laughs> reference. Yeah. I'm still sad we're not going to get any more uh, glow. Oh, I, yeah, Netflix. Once they canceled Glow, I was like, I'm canceling my fucking subscription because, like, you canceled Daredevil and Glow. Fuck you guys. You're dead to me now. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So let's bring up some bands. Let's talk about some shit. Like, what what, what do you want to talk about here? Because I was thinking, like, you know what? We've never talked about placebo and we have to talk about <laughs> placebo. Uh, we were talking about them in our little private chat earlier, but there's just like the the band that is, and then we're joking again, we're, it's the same jokes over and over again, but we're joking around about the band that's literally nobody's favorite, but like everybody kind of likes and Placebo's like, yeah, one of those like bands to a T. And again, like Pure Morning was just fucking all over the place. Like I remember that video vividly, like it got so much goddamn radio play. Like yeah. they did like big fucking tours and then like gone. I've yeah. seen them a couple times and like even post- 2003 which is when their drummer original drummer left and like things kind of got weird in their lineup but uh like that those first i'm gonna say like four albums of theirs like from their self-titled debut to sleeping with ghosts like not too much shit in any of those records at all from beginning to end um specifically black market music like from 2000 which is going just a little bit outside our why not yeah. window placebo is like, one that, that alicia was uh, is a little more into than i am and i think it's like she in those years skewed a little bit more sort of industrial than i did anyways like she was a lot more into nine inch nails and shit like that than i really was at the time and so yeah not that i knew her at that time but like you know just going back and reminiscing uh, about our musical stabbing histories. westford there's the one Fuck. ask her about stabbing westford <laughs> what do i have to do yeah, like man. super, super distorted vocals and shit. Oh, God, God it's terrible. It's like, I remember thinking like when you can't even do a Conline Crush right, like you're doing this wrong. You know what I mean? Because that's basically <laughs> what it, all it was, was just like a Conline Crush done poorly. And yeah. I'm like, man, thank God for Trevor Hurst. You know what I mean? He yeah. got that one album out and it was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I saw a Conline Crush was one that I probably never would have paid to see, but I got to see them because uh, I like oh, man. buddy of mine, like won some free tickets. It was, do you remember uh, back in the day? This is like right around when Steam Whistle first came out the beer. Yeah. And they, they, they had like a concert series at the roundhouse where their brewery is and like yep. down by the CN tower. And yep. my buddy, Peter, who was like the quote unquote manager of our band in high school, uh, because he just wanted to kind of be involved and 
we didn't really need another musician. He won fucking tickets on the radio and was like, do you want to go to this thing? And we couldn't even fucking drink at the time. We were underage. Yeah. Uh, but we fucking went and saw Caroline Crush and they put on a fucking good show. No, they we got good. a bunch of free gum. Cause like oh. that, they were, yeah, like, like it was like extra or something like that. We're one of the sponsors for it. They were one of the uh, perennial oper- openers on the uh, can rock. Oh circuit. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they always opening. Always, the always party. the bridesmaid like, kind of thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember like they had one, I remember one time they had a solo show like down here, like in the Niagara region. And I was like, fuck yeah. Cause they used to do like Matthew Goodband and tea party and moist and stuff. I used to see big wreck come down here and play shows, which means I get to see them a couple times. Cause I'll still go to the city and see another concert kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But Econoline crush one time was playing at this bar out kind of in between basically between Brock and Thorold really is like a stretch of highway. That's just like country kind of thing. And there's a bar or there was a bar called Arizona's out there that had a big open patio and they would play like bands would come and play. And a kind of like crush one time was like the headliner. And I was the first and literally the only person to buy advanced tickets for that fucking show. And they <laughs> refunded them like a week later. They were like, yeah, get, get a refund. Cause you're the, like you and four people bought for that show. And they canceled it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> poor guys. Because like every time I saw them, other like other than that would be like Edge Fest or uh, opening for you know name other bigger band like Moist Tea Party, yeah, yeah. Headstones, like anybody, basically everybody else in the Can Rock circuit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean there are so many others of those. Like even in the Can Rock circles, like what are some of the other Canadian ones that I had? Like well, you were talking Gondarvas, about the Killjoy. You talking about the Killjoys, the Killjoys who are like yeah. totally like the the perennial Headstones opener. Like I think I saw them open yeah. for the Headstones seven hundred times. The- but their fucking piece. song is so catchy. Yeah, yeah, they were good. It's really good, like just funny, fun, fucking power poppy kind of shit. Yeah, uh, and yeah, like there's a bunch of their songs that I just go back to over and over again as well. And it, a lot of these are ones again that like I only have singles, but you know, at some point I probably should go back and fucking get some of the albums and listen to them as well. But I was always an albums guy, so like I like picking up like the full CD and stuff. So I still have lots, like, and lots of these bands are like. You wouldn't think the whole album was good, but like shocking, like that's usually the ones that I like the best. Like Econoline Crush is a good example mm. while we're still kind of talking about them. They have one, like the W know is a fan fucking tastic album from front to back. None of their other albums are even like remotely close to the, as good as that. There's one song, that song that was the single on one of the big shiny tunes. You don't know what it's like. Great uh, track yeah. is the only good song on their next album. <laughs> like 13 tracks, all garbage track 14 bonus. You don't know what it's like best song on the fucking record i was like oh well all sorry the, trev all the songs i have from them are uh from the devil you know. know yeah all the devil you know yeah because yeah. all that one album yeah sparkle and shine all that you are razor blades and band-aids yeah yeah home is from that album as well like it there's it had big singles like those singles were on much music constantly oh, yeah Tons always on the edge but they still so i still like the sound of them to this day like i'll put on the devil you know like once every couple months and just be like oh yeah this still kind of works for me. It was the kind of shit that would like, it was, it was like, like shit like that was a gateway drug into industrial kind of music, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, you could listen to this and then like, be like, Oh, maybe after this, I can, you know, get more into that nine inch nail shit or like mindless self-indulgence or something like that. Kind tool. of like a prodigy or whatever. They helped the tool go down eventually yeah. also. So like, yeah, as they leaned into industrial, I mean, I probably got into nine inch nails first. Because everybody was yeah, the Nine well, Inch Nails, Nails first, have been like, around from fucking late eighties, so yeah, absolutely. They're, and they're like another band, like they don't belong in this fucking conversation at all because they're fucking legendary. It's Nine Inch Nails, yeah. but like we don't talk about them anywhere near as much as we should because we're not as big industrial heads as 
other people are. Have like, you I could had probably... them on any of your top album lists or yet? Or... Downward Spiral would probably be yeah. my top 50. There's a couple. It's like Rage Against the Machine, right? Which is if like, we... I'm sure we've talked about them. If we kept doing those albums, you'd get to oh, like yeah, yeah, Evil yeah. Empire, Downward Spiral. In Battle of Los Angeles, shit like that. Probably more the first one than Battle oh, of Los Angeles. I, I don't like. Los I don't. Angeles. I like I went Battle of Los concert. Angeles. I went to that uh, concert where they uh, at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. I saw the fucking Battle of Los Angeles concerts. We almost died in the mosh pit during. Remember Bulls on Parade when Bulls on Parade started at that concert. <laughs> I, I was, I was like, way up fucking, in the fucking nosebleeds. I could. Hardly I was in see the shit. pit when the fucking opening because they closed the Bulls on Parade. If I'm not mistaken, when they fucking hit those chords, I thought the fucking floor was going to cave in underneath me. Like it was, <laughs> and like like the crowd surged, and it was like for a half a second. I was like, I think we're going to die. Like, I think this is going to be bad. <laughs> and then it kind of settled down and it was awesome. But that, that, that second of like bands weren't, haven't been scary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that in a long yeah. time. Yeah. And like, I was scared for a second. Like, and this is me, I'm six foot five. You know what I mean? I was like, we were 18 when that concert happened. Like what the fuck was possibly going to happen bad to me? Like I was probably going to survive anything. But at the same time, I was like, with this crowd, this looks sketchy as fuck. And it went. <laughs> weird for a second but yeah that show was i mean there's i mean we're still talking about that show 20 fucking what years later yeah you know what i mean like having seen having seen rage against the machine in their original run which is like yeah that was like one of my first like two or three concerts (sighs) or some shit yeah Yeah. i actually was one of the first concerts i took like a big group of people to go like a group of us from the theater went and it was just like trying to keep track of people when everybody's got different seats and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's a psychopath and has no four such, seats. No such thing as a fucking f- cell phone. And- yeah, no cell phones <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And like Mark's, instead of taking his normal pot, like, you know, mosh pit buddies, he's leaving them in the stands and taking the five foot two girl he's dating into the mosh pit <laughs> with him like a fucking idiot. Good plan. Oh, it was great. It was so much fun. I lost her for a minute. I was like, oh shit, she's dead. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a like, Fuck, that was a, I mean, it was a fun three weeks we had together, but like... <laughs> I got to apologize to her parents and shit. It was, yeah. Good show, though, you know. Good, like, be awesome to be able to go back and see shit like that again. Yeah. Because, like, whew, like ener- the energy in the room of a Rage concert was something else. And they're not, oh, yeah. again, totally not a band that should even be in this fucking conversation. Because, like, no. so, like, so let's there. Like, Where's so some of the other, some of the other uh, CanCon ones? Uh, the Gandharvas we were talking about is again just like I I lean more into that like uh, power poppy kind of shit and yeah that uh, that his voice was one of those ones that like you love it or hate it like uh, Billy Corgan like kind of you know nasal like he kind of leaned into that for me and that's a uh, Smashing Pumpkins as we're I don't know if we how much we've talked about it on the show but like I fucking hate the Smashing Pumpkins with you. a fiery passion so <laughs> yeah. I think it's cost me a relationship <laughs> or two <laughs> my hate for the smashing pub kids right yeah no i i always remember liking the gandarvas like a little bit like some of the songs were good but it, it was one of those like it was always on the wedge and it always opened yeah. the wedge and it was the same song over and over again i was like guys play something else play the weird bjork fucking thing with the teddy bear <laughs> yeah. video well, again so, that one's so awesome. many of these were ones that just got fucking played into the ground right and like mm-hmm. probably for four or five after years after this we didn't want to fucking hear them and now you know going yeah. back we you know we're far enough removed now fucking 20 years later that we can be like okay i can go back and listen to that more I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, I'm sure. But like you, when you were streaming last night and you played Brand Van 3000, I was like, I'm shocked at how <laughs> fucking much I'm still sick of this song. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I love this song, but I'm fucking still sick of it 20 years later. Like, get it off. Turn it off. I hate it. Yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. Hi, my name is Stereo. I'm like, oh, my God, skip to the next fucking <laughs> oh, track. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Gadarvis is a good example. I'm trying to think who else. By Divine Right was another one of those. By like, Divine Right, yeah. Got Absolutely. big. And these are both bands that t- toured with the hip. You know what I mean? Like, probably should have been a little bit bigger than they were. They were obviously, like, anointed by Canada's holy fucking group or whatever you want to call yeah. the hip. Um, uh, Age of Electric was another one that also, and, and Limb Lifter, which had some crossover between those two bands. Uh, Age of It's weird because it was like Age of Electric was the original unit and the two brothers were in there with Todd Kearns. And then yeah, when Ryan they split and Kurt Dolly. Ryan and Kurt Dahl and they right. Ryan and Kurt Dahl left and they made limb lifter and then another band also. And then they were going to be Matthew Good's backup band, but it didn't work out and other things happened. And then, yeah, he left. Oh, man. Todd, Todd Kearns. That's it. Jesus. Like, I was like, what's his fucking name? I know his <laughs> name. Todd Kearns. And Elena, if you're listening, I still think it's hilarious that he was your first kiss. You're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, he ended up doing static and stereo after. He was friends with Matthew oh, Good. He's yeah. got credits on uh, Beautiful Midnight for backup vocals, like on Time Bomb and stuff like that. I think Apparitions, too, on Underdogs. But Holy shit. Yeah. Do you know Todd Kearns is now Slash's bass player? Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. He tried out for fucking Guns N' Roses, man. Wow. When they, oh, sorry, maybe not Guns N' Roses. I think it was Velvet Revolver he tried out for, like when they, were, they got Scott Weiland. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s, Todd Kearns was one of the guys that tried out for Guns N' Roses back then. So that's cool that he like he's kind of stuck it, I guess, and still works. Like, I mean, say what you want about guns, like you get to work with Slash. That's pretty fucking cool. Like to me, that's fucking yeah. cool. Anyway, like yeah. I love Slash, so that's awesome. <laughs> also, there's there's a '90s band we should that like nobody has ever heard about that we should talk about is Guns N' Roses. <laughs> no, nobody. Yeah, definitely nobody's yeah. heard of them. Nobody's guns. Like I think November Rain <laughs> is still the most viewed music video on YouTube to this day. <laughs> like, it might be. I don't know, but. Only because people fucking fuck to it, basically. I mean, every white dude in the world has fucked to November Rain. I'm pretty it's sure 48 minutes long. You can definitely get shit done inside <laughs> the time span of November Rain. You know what I mean? Yeah. The song's fucking very long. So, yeah. yeah. On board. Well, actually, speaking of getting down, you were, you were playing me Sneaker Pimps last night like you were trying to seduce me. And that's definitely mm-hmm. a band that we should probably have a fucking little more baby. Group. Baby making whatever. music. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I love Sneaker Pimps. They're another band that, like, what, Six Six Underground was their big track. And then, yeah. Uh, but then God, they that's had, a good track, too. It is such a, such a fucking good song. But they did have, that's another one that I went and, like, pulled some B sides and shit on them and uh, got really into as well. Well, like, Spin Spin Sugar was a big one. Actually, it was a single Spin Spin that Sugar, did pretty yeah. well. Um, Becoming X was a big song, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that no, right. that well, that was the one of the the album name, I think. No, maybe maybe sugar, it was so a track single. too. There's oh, a no, track. becoming spin, X was spin, becoming, sugar, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other song yeah. that I, that that I played when I was streaming last night was uh, which what I don't think was a signal, but is uh, called Water Baby is a really yes. fucking good like good track. underappreciated track from them too. Yeah, uh, I feel like the world missed out on trip hop, and then we need to go backwards and like, yeah. what's Portishead doing right Portishead, now? Portishead, like, yeah, absolutely. Where are the fucking Portishead sour, guys? Sour Times is just a, another just like fucking yeah. gorgeous song that yeah, you just put on and just chill out to and like melt into a chair kind of thing. Always reminds me of. Do uh, you remember Astero? We're going to talk about Canadian bands again. Yep. The red haired girl. I think that's actually Tal Bachman's sister. Okay, so it's ran, ran, one of Randy Bachman's kids. Yeah, I think it's Tal Bachman's sister or something like that. She, yeah, it's running Randy Bachman's kids. So uh, Bachman Turn Overdrive, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, amongst other things. Well, and the and the Guess Who. I mean, and the Guess Who. Yeah, the Guess Who. Yeah. The Ultimate <laughs> Canadian, like the one that everybody says is the 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 superior. Whenever older people yeah. are like, no, the hip are better. Like the hip, no, the Guess wrong. Who are better. Rush is the best. <laughs> Dude, 
You cannot fucking Rush. be there as a drummer. And see, that's fucking... my problem with Rush is that like he's so good as a drummer, but well, like they're I hate all Getty such Lee. good as intru- instrumentalists. But I hate yeah, Getty, Getty Lee. Lee's, like I, Getty I Lee is another. His... It's another one of those like super nasal voices. You got you know it's lo- love it or hate it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those ones that got left behind by me a little bit because of that. Because like I hear this stuff and I'm like, man, if I could just get like isolated tracks, this is almost tool and I'm okay with it. But as soon as you put his voice on top of it, I'm like, nope, nope, completely kills that mood. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Like <laughs> Going back to those trip hop, like and again, like female vocalist trip hop bands. Poe was the other big one for me. Yes, I remember Poe. Yeah. What was that song? Ang- Angry Johnny was their like big signal, but they also had one called Hello that was pretty good too. That was the something album, else. album title was Hello, but uh, that track title track was really good. Yeah, while we're talking about weird trip hop stuff, uh, Tricky Massive Attack Uncle, we need to call it. Oh yeah. Yeah, all of these are like solid, like nice ambient kind of trip hop shit. You know what I mean? Got a nice mm-hmm. little backbeat. You can put it on. You can fuck. You can groove. You can do whatever you want. It's good shit. All of it, especially Massive Attack. Like Massive Attack was one of those. Like, I love those Massive Attack albums. Yeah, for some reason, there was also well, there was also some like not necessarily as downbeat as that, but like this total fucking like one hit wonder. Um, do you remember Low Fidelity All Stars? Ooh, yes, I do actually. That was a good track though. Yeah, that one fucking song is amazing, and I that's one that I spend like all the time. Uh, Battle Flag. Yep. Yes. I'm actually just going to put it on now on Spotify because I'm like, I'm trying to remember what it sounds like. Fantastic. Just just had a fucking like that epic bass line. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just coming on now. Yeah. It makes me think of um, Papa Lead itself, actually. Yeah. So there's, I guess there's that. That's kind of a connection there. Yeah. This song's fucking dope, too. Mm. I'm trying to think, like, I guess we get away from trip hop. And like the weird shit, I mean, weird shit, all this is probably (laughs) weird to somebody. And like go back to Canada a little bit. I was wanted to bring up. uh, Yeah, actually, no, I was going to talk about Nickelback. No, Uh, no, let's not do that ever. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not. No, actually, the odds are exactly the ones I was staring at. I don't know how the fuck you psychically heard me, but like, yeah, odds. Like Vancouver band, fantastic Vancouver band. You can totally tell. Like they've got like that West, West Coast sound for sure. There's nothing like Pacific Northwest bands. You can hear the grunge in the music, like especially from this era. You can hear like the proximity to Seattle. Yeah. It's like Matthew Good. Like you listen to those like the first batch of Matthew Good band albums, and it's like, oh yeah, I wonder what it's like living 15 seconds away from like the last big rock fucking explosion, yeah. and if that's going to affect your music. The odds were weird because they did that same sort of thing that like uh, Offspring and Trouble Charger did where they kind of tried to adapt and change with the times. Yeah, they tried to popify themselves up. And I mean, it was still all right. Like Nest was a decent album, but it wasn't anywhere good as Good Weird Feeling was. I see. I'm a I'm a bed bugs boy, but you know, heterosexual man just works for me for some reason. Heterosexual makes me laugh. Song too. Yeah. Makes me laugh every fucking time. Uh, (laughs) But no, actually, yeah, Good Weird Feeling is just like that's a pretty actually like key album for 90s alternative in yeah. a lot of ways because like it's just at least, I mean, at least canadian like it's one of those ones i don't know if it ever crossed over into the u.s no i mean much, no no absolutely not but like half, truth untold's like, on there half of the canadian artists we've talked about probably actually crossed over our lady peace is probably the only one that really has like a ton of like whatever like they still get mentioned in articles about like alternative rock in the 90s and stuff like that yeah. and i'm always like it's always hilarious to me that's like our lady peace gets mentioned out of like Tea Party, Matthew Good, I'm Mother Earth. They weren't even the best band. <laughs> bunch of them. No, but they were. They were, they were the one that was most. Pa- yeah, they were the poppiest, right? They yeah. were the most palatable, especially after uh, after Navid. Rain's so pretty. Yeah, 
Actually, no, it was Clumsy that really broke them. Remember, like Clumsy coming out, Superman's no, but Dead, that, Clumsy. Yeah, that album. That album oh, was the God. one where, yeah. where you know, ever you know, because like it was only it was our you know, fucking we were grungy kids them. that were yeah, like, oh we were man, this fucking Navid album's amazing. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they were like, oh well, here's this other one that's a little more palatable and you know get can get a little more radio play, like not just on the edge kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of it's funny because they're they released those albums around the same time the Tea Party were doing their stuff. And it's yeah. like <laughs> Tea Party releases like Edges of Twilight around the same time as Clumsy <laughs> comes out. It's like, well, I guess the Tea Party's not looking for a mainstream audience like at all. So that's yeah. cool. But well like, then you you want to talk you know, this is a, a big fucking callback for our, our podcast, but like uh awkward like nineties slow dance high school songs kind of thing, like four AM and <sighs> 4am and clumsy totally both fit in that category i cannot you know i i definitely have awkward boner memories of those songs in high school (laughs) (laughs) yeah i always try to like make sure i was like getting the play apparitions because that worked better for me yeah that one's that was that was that played too for sure apparitions i was i i i like our lady peace much more in retrospect now when like because back then i was just like oh my god it's like fuck it sounds terrible now when you say it but it's like they were the chick band and it's just like oh i'm not i'm not interested in this at all it's just like this is made they're singing directly to vaginas i'm not <laughs> uh, you know but but well i mean that could be used to your advantage as well you, yeah i mean they yeah the girls loved our lady peace they lo- just I think they just liked rain he's so pretty so <laughs> there's that but there were others that like were just always in that poppy space like I know you had a visceral reaction yesterday when I played better than Ezra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Gin Blossoms exist. I never understood the need for better yeah, than Ezra Gin Blossoms to be there. Too. I think I yeah. had both of those albums, but it was the only reason I had them was because I got sucked into the Columbia House thing at one point. Oh, yeah. And like I, I did, I canceled it like immediately. But like when I was originally getting, you know, my like 12 or 15 albums or whatever, I was like, okay, here's the six that I really want. Now, what the fuck do I do with the rest of Better than slots? Ezra? Yeah. yeah. So like, okay, I'd like that one fucking like Gin Blossom song. So we'll put that on there. See, Gin Blossoms, I'll kind of go to bat for. I saw them live a couple years ago. Just like I got free tickets basically to go see them. And they're like really good, like a good touring band and stuff. So that is totally one of those ones. Like there are definitely people where Gin Blossoms is their fucking yeah. favorite band. Like there are there are fucking you know vehement fucking fervent Jim oh, Blossoms absolutely. fans absolutely. out there. Uh, a podcast that uh, what was it called? It was called the Great Albums or something like that. It was you can go find it on YouTube or whatever. Like they used to do album reviews basically, and it was this kind of music. It was alternative. They were our age kind of thing, and the one guy like was obsessed with Pearl Jam, which is kind of my in to the podcast, and then the other guy was obsessed with the fucking Jim Blossoms. And I'm like, when you're doing an album podcast like that, where you're talking about the great albums, how many times do you get to talk about the Jim Blossoms? Literally once. <laughs> one, you get one, one fucking album. You know what I mean? That's you get it. Allison Road, I think. Is that is that the album? That's all you fucking get, right? So I'm like, I guess you got to enjoy it, because at least Pearl Jam, like, you got six or seven you can pull from. But, like, Jim Blossoms? <laughs> yeah. And I like the Jim Blossoms. Like, Hey, Jealousy, maybe one of my favorite songs of the 90s. Like, it just sticks Good in song. my head. Yeah. Just sticks in my fucking head. And Follow You Down was just all over the fucking place back in yeah. the day. And, yeah. Oh, man. I, 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 those songs just make me think of... Well, I, we talked about Sponge earlier, the song Plowed, but it always makes me think of Empire Records. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I've got the dude from Empire Records hair right now. Like the main guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wearing a big fluffy sweater. Oh, no! I'm becoming <laughs> that guy from... Wait, does that mean I get to hook up with Liv Tyler? I'm on board. I'm back. Yeah, it wouldn't be so bad. That wouldn't be so I'm bad. I'm back on board. I'm back. 
I'm back. All right. S- speaking of bands that have small but fervent fan bases, uh, they might be Giants is one that I think falls into this category too. Yeah, they don't. That, they were not. They're yeah, not my thing. It's a little, <laughs> it's, it's, a little twee it's, it's, it's real fucking twee. I mostly yeah. like in the '90s. I mostly knew about them from those fucking Tiny Tune sketches yes. for, for Particle Man and for Istanbul. And then, yes. but actually, that was one that Alicia introduced me to more of their like actual music, not just the fucking like more novelty kind of shit, like shit like Birdhouse in Your Soul and Anning and that kind of thing. And I, I really appreciate them now. And they're again another band that like. They, they still do shit. They're actually still pretty active. Like they've done like kids yeah. records and shit like that. Oh, that's cool. Oh no. I, I like, they get like news. Like you'll see news notifications from like pitchfork. Every once in a while I'll be like, they might be just are doing something. And I'm like, are they still really around? Like yeah. of all well, the exactly. bands, like, they're, they're still like, <laughs> again, they've still got these, you know, these fans that are like super fucking into them and will eat up anything that they do. And there are still some of these bands from that era that, that have that following, but it's like, you know, to the rest of the population, you say they might be giants. People just be like, who the fuck is that? You're talking to the world's biggest Matthew good fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me and like maybe 300,000 other Canadian people. All in our age bracket, because when you go to the concerts, it's just dudes our age with their wives. <laughs> or the dudes our age. There. <laughs> well, no, it's actually usually the opposite. A lot of his fan base is female. Like a lot of the people that I interact with, at least mm-hmm. in the fan base, generally are women and stuff. But like, yeah, no, you go to the shows and it's like everybody's like in their 30s. <laughs> like we were all kids in the 90s, basically. Yeah. Uh, if you say Matthew Good to anybody now, like nobody gives a fuck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They were like the biggest shit for like five years. Like, time bomb was everywhere but then like nobody cares he almost a lot of these bands like that are super popular and that we talk about a lot are probably kind of fall into this category in a lot of ways like tim's a huge cake fan and to me they are the <laughs> epitome of this category of band where it's just oh, like man. they're awesome and like they had great singles but like kind of a gimmick and who gives a shit <laughs> like 20 years later i'm like i still think long what is it short skirt long jacket yeah fan fantastic song so (laughs) oh man cake cake is one of those bands that has never put out a bad album for me they're they've all got great shit on them kind of thing but yes i mean i'll 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 agree i don't know i feel like when comfort eagle came out it had a lot of play and that was like later that was like 2000s early 2000s and shit but yeah well they were they crossed over a little bit right like they had singles that were on the radio and shit like a lot They, they probably really don't fall in this category just like to me they were like yeah like they were a band that would like I would listen to on the radio, but I was never gonna like. I probably had a couple. I have a couple of their. I mean, albums. there's one in this category that I know that you and Paul are both a big fan of and and follow more closely. But like the Cardigans, totally fucking fit in this. Category oh yeah, too. Cardigans are absolutely. I mean, that's they're a, they're a big Paul band for sure. Like he man. loves them. But yeah, the Cardigans are totally like that kind of band. And there's a lot of those poppy ones too. Like I love that, that those two cardigan albums are fucking fantastic. Like yeah. uh, what's that song? My favorite game. Oh my god, that song's oh, yeah. dope. No, that's a great song. Go listen to that shit, kids. That's like right there. Um, yeah, good times. Turismo, but um, but yeah, again, go. like it's not a surf. This not a you. surf. Well, I know we had this discussion because we when we did yeah. our one hit wonders uh, episode, uh, I specifically told people like yes. Not a surf totally fucking reinvented themselves in the 2000s and to yeah. this day are considered like a pretty big indie band. Yep. 
No, they still tour. Well, I mean, like nobody fucking tours now. <laughs> right now, yeah, not, not. Uh, they they last they were touring like in the last five years. But that Let Go seeing. album that they put out like two thousand two, two thousand three, or something like that, got fucking rave reviews. But if yeah. you tried to sit somebody down and like played popular and then played fucking Let Go, they'd say like, no, this is not the same fucking band. You cannot convince me that it is, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, it took me a minute when we did that episode when I went back and like listened to the other because I popular, like that's what like they're the ultimate it's one a novelty wonder to song, me. Yeah, yeah, it's a novelty song, and I love popular, but I love it. Like I love. Yeah, it. it's a good song. But like everything else after that, I'm like, huh, this is really not the same stuff at all. That song's almost like a joke. I mean, it obviously is like in retrospect, but it's like it was so against type for them even on that album that it's like, yeah, that the fact that that's the one that got popular kind of sucks for the band because like now everybody <laughs> hears them. And they're like, that doesn't sound like fucking not a surf. No, that's because the one popular song they did have was, doesn't fucking sound like not a surf at all. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, there, there were a bunch of other um, like gimmick bands and shit or like song, like novelty kind of bands and shit like that, too, in this area. The other ones that jump out in my head are Moxie Fruvis, which I was actually really fucking into. Didn't work for me. But fuck Gian Gomeshi. But like that King of Spain song was, again, just fucking everywhere back in the day I, I feel like i don't I, I don't remember it well enough to like comment too much i just remember mm-hmm. like it, it that song would play right before they played charms by the philosopher kings and i love <laughs> the fucking philosopher, philosopher kings, kings pretty good uh, but uh, well at least then, i like charms but yeah <laughs> fucking prozac oh well we've talked about fucking <laughs> fuck you fuck prozac uh and then the other funny one... story I, I just is like i really wanted to go to that show Remember I yeah, sent the yeah, link yeah. out to the group? There was like so the, like for the, the, the audience, all the shitty '90s a, dance bands is Aqua and Prozac and this awful fucking show that was like it was right up the street from my old place in Milton, so like right by where Tim is now. Basically, it was kind of airportish area. Like I think it was Arrow Hall they were using mm. for the show, and it was the worst '90s pop like ever. It was Aqua, Prozac, uh, like oh jesus lfo or something like that was in there yeah. like it was just the worst i think brand van 3000 might have been one of the bands you know what i mean like it was just terrible shit and i sent the link to the guys as a joke like dudes we should totally go to this it'd be fun and like paul christie and tim were all like on board and i was like oh shit my <laughs> joke is fucking backfired on me like thankfully like covid shit happened like we didn't it didn't do it but like for a minute, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to sit through another Prozac set because I have seen Prozac live once and I'm still blocking the memory of it. it was horrible. <laughs> in a high school gym in like Hamilton, no less oh, or some shit like that. Yeah, it was brutal. Do you remember King Missile? I Yeah, I know that, the name. And that fucking detachable penis song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we have there with like, um, oh, it always makes me think of Gob. Like I want to jump in a lake. Oh yeah, I want to jump in a lake. Yeah, I like I like Gob. I've got a couple. I don't mind Gob, but it's just like it's it, it it's, that always struck me as like the ultimate rancid. gimmick. <laughs> that's saying something. Yeah, that's I mean that's saying something. Yeah, holy shit, damning my fate praise. <laughs> like, <laughs> ye gods, what was I just thinking about? I I had a band in my head, and you started talking about that what was i going to talk about uh limb lifter do you, do you want to talk about that weird oh, local h that was the band i was thinking about for oh, some I don't reason. Do you remember local I, h? I remember the name but i can't fucking bound for the floor go look it up man like you'll you as soon as you hear the first oh, fucking shit. chord no i do my buddy my buddy mike from atlanta tried to turn me back on to these guys uh they're good man i have all their ago. stuff yeah 
Yeah, that was uh, Bound for the Floor, and then they had a single called Eddie Vedder. And the chorus goes, if I was Eddie Vedder, would you like me any better? And I was like, I hate you, but I love you. So there you go. Yeah, Local H, yeah. yeah. There's one of those bands that like Keep one big song, Bound for the Floor. Yeah. 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 And then gone. <laughs> Just disappeared from like mainstream view. I'm the only person who cares that they still exist like in all of North America, I'm pretty sure. They're still together, I think. Well, I mean, like as much as any band is together in COVID times, I guess. But like, yeah, I mean, except for the Foo Fighters who are like doing fucking live shows constantly. According to my Facebook feed, <laughs> that's almost the band that could have been one of these. <laughs> I mean, there was a time where the Foo Fighters could have been like a two album, like, whoops, you know what I mean? Like we did 1995 self-titled and then they got color in the shape. And then like, they almost broke up after that record came out mm-hmm. and then Dave Grohl could have joined Queens of the Stone Age, which like I would have been on board for probably, but <laughs> nobody else would have. And now you wouldn't have the biggest band ostensibly, I guess, in rock and roll right now. Cause like the Foo Fighters of, are like yeah, the, for sure. Like the Coke of fucking rock and roll these days. They're yeah. just like them and you know, yeah, them and fucking Radiohead are probably like the two biggest and most established. Uh, I, like, in just in terms right of like, now. like listenability for the mainstream, I think the Foo yeah, Fighters yeah. kind of light years. <laughs> of like true. Radiohead. But, I mean, they, they Radio, weren't always Radiohead like, falls. If, Radiohead falls into like the tool category now where it's like, yeah, this isn't getting radio play anymore. <laughs> These are eight minutes long guys. Nobody knows what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> You only get one time signature per song, guys. Like even Radiohead's fucking guilty of starting to like do like time signature flippy shit in the last couple <laughs> albums. So there's know. there's definitely a good number of sort of those B and C tier grunge bands that we haven't really talked about. Like we we did mention uh, Soul Asylum, but like Nickelback. that fuck that fucking <laughs> Runaway Train video. I'm not even gonna uh, address that. Uh, but that fucking Runaway Train video with all the shots of you know the kids that had run away and shit like that is I vividly remember yep. that fucking music video. Um, but then like shit like Meat Puppets and Porno for Pyros and Toadies. Like, hey man, Porno for Pyros doesn't really apply. It's a Jane's Addiction side project. I know, that is but Perry still, Farrell. it's still. I love that record. The record's fantastic. Pets. Oh, it is. Yeah just a masterpiece of pop just like dreck just schlock in musical form so good yeah i love it no i i agree that point yeah prior albums is real solid um be yeah, like toadies you remember fucking possum kingdom i like that there's this song by yeah. the toadies that like comes up on spotify every once in a while that i'm like oh yeah i remember why i like that one song everything else that they play i'm like no this doesn't work for me but that one song Maybe it's because it's like uh, nostalgic goggles. Like, I think that was on the Reality Bites soundtrack. And it's like the song that just kind of sticks in your head. Mm. The Dead Souls in uh, the Crow soundtrack, where you get stuck on that Nine Inch Nails riff. Or it's not even a Nine Inch Nails riff. The Joy Division riff that Nine Inch Nails is covering or whatever. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, what uh, else? Do you remember Hindu Love Gods? Oh, so it's vaguely. Like, but yeah. Yeah. The there were so many of those like alt wonder. pop, uh, like serious one hit wonders, like fucking fastball uh fastball for sure the yeah. way yeah like i i hate it but semi-sonic is totally one of those bands semi-sonic like is definitely one yeah yeah they like, that album is flawless though oh yes the flies the got flies you. got you where, oh, where God, that song you. is so was so it's fucking awful. obnoxious it's fucking terrible have you listened to it like it's a bad song i don't understand it's, what got popular. it's so it's sl- slow and plotting it's catchy it it's is. got a good it's got a hook though it needs to be like 50 percent fucking faster though to be catchy like it's just not <laughs> catchy yeah uh we're gonna talk about post grunge bands that like here we go fuel yeah for sure like I loved that first one, and then that hemorrhage on my hand song. I was like, "This is a good track. I like this. It's catchy." Wow, 
got Brand Van 3000 real fast. Yeah. It was like every time I turned the radio on for like eight weeks, that song was on. I was like, all right, fuel, we're done. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> it's over. Sadly, I'm just looking at my list right now. Uh, garbage is probably in this yeah, list, even I though I think that they've they've had decent staying power. See, I like I'm a big garbage fan, so I, I don't know. I have like that, and the, I think that they were top tier at the time. So I don't know if I would count them. that fucking first album is just like yeah. fucking perfect. Yeah. So like I don't know why it wouldn't be, but this I remember the second album doing fairly well. Like that had paranoid on it, right? Yeah, and androgyny. Those are fucking. Oh, yeah. just, God, I love those fucking bangers. Fuck, I love Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson is just the mm-hmm. fucking best. We talk about Edwin and the pressure. Oh, we geez. Well, Edwin. again, that, I mean, that's, well, that was like a, not, not a side project of I Mother Earth. That was after he got fucking he kicked got out of I yeah. Mother Earth for being a fucking, like, for being a drunk. Fucking, yeah, well, drunk and fucking high as shit all the time. He died of an overdose, didn't he? What? No, he's still alive. He fucking oh, is he? tends part the bovine. You can go Seriously? see him if you want. I shit you not. He was last time I Who saw I him. He was fucking, fucking died in the. Uh, it wasn't I Mother Earth. Yeah. Brian yeah. Burns still alive. Even the the guy who replaced him is still fucking kicking because he was trying to put a solo album out a couple months ago. I was just like, I got a notification on Facebook. I'm like, nope, no, thank <laughs> you. No, I wouldn't was back with I Mother Earth not too long ago. I saw them. Really? They played with Finger Eleven. It was Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I just wanted to see I Mother. Like they were playing Scenery and Fish, beginning to end, nice. and I was like, I that album's one of those like 10 out of 10s for me like i just love it so the first two i mother earth albums the the two edwin albums i guess you can call them are like i love them both uh they fall off a little bit of a cliff in the brian Byrne era jeez so. i can't i cannot imagine having to play fucking earth sky and sea live i they did a couple times i saw them play it a couple times they were they were a fucking tight band they had a lot of extra guys come on and play with them though they had like uh, auxiliary percussionists and like keyboard players and shit to kind of like help them hold it down yeah, I always kind of like I always we uh, not we but like the Tea Party used to make fun of them because like the Tea Party plays shit that's just as complicated and <laughs> fucking heavy as I Mother Earth ever does, With and they're like a three piece, three dudes, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, to be fair, when you've got Jeff Martin and fucking Stuart Chatwood, Stuart Chatwood's like a multi instrumentalist. He can play bass and keyboards with his feet at the same time. Like that's <laughs> the kind of like brain ability that just eludes me completely you know what i mean yeah. and i'm a drummer like i have no limb independence if i'm not in a groove i'm fucked so <laughs> yeah i don't know but yeah just i'm other earth and edwin were like they were huge and like yeah. oh my god and then just i don't know just fell off a fucking cliff like nobody cared after a little while yeah so. uh what about it's some other i mean we we kind of mentioned lit but like they're not quite a one-hit wonder they had like two hits they had they're a one hit wonder. Well, they, had, they, they, had, they had no, they had my own worst enemy, and then they had that other miserable song too. Um, first uh, of all, the fact that you're calling my own worst enemy a hit. Oh, I love just, that fucking song. It's the worst. I love like, the it. Worst. It's, it's so the, much fun to like scream. It's the it, frat boyiest song. It is. It totally is. It it's totally like is. The, it's like it belongs on Frosh. Like that's the Frosh theme song. Where those oh, fucking shitties? Sure. Yeah. Talking about like yeah, I've Big got Shiny the Tears. first two or three Frosh fucking records. I have a bunch of them too. Absolutely. Uh, Harvey Danger fucking with that one oh, song flagpole. Fly so that's another one. It's yeah. just like if you get a bunch of people together that know that fucking song, they'll just lose their goddamn minds and just yeah. belt out all the fucking lyrics together. Fucking New Radicals is the same thing. That fucking get uh, get what you oh, give. Oh my song. god. I wish Paul was here because he fucking loves that shit. Like that new <laughs> Radicals album was like his fucking jam for like a year. It drove me nuts. Yeah. 
Dandy Warhols, I was thinking about. Yeah, most fa- I, I, most like, famous. I like a lot of their music, but they didn't really, they, they only really sort of, I mean, they were a band that had been around for a while and then kind of yeah. made, it, made it big and then just dropped back down to like mid-level notoriety again kind of thing. Well, what was the song? Because they were Bohemian always like, like an you that was big, Yeah, right? Bohemian Like You yeah. was the one that really got big. But then they got, um, they kind of got a little bit of a bump. Well, it was in that era, they seemed to get, they kind of like got lumped in with the Interpols and the Strokes kind of movement, like that New York movement kind of was like, they seemed yeah. to Well, I mean, if they're, onto that. You know, they're basically like a fucking resurrected like Velvet Underground, more or less. Yeah, absolutely. And then they had the little bump from Veronica Mars, who used one of their songs as a oh, yeah. title track or whatever. Uh, <laughs> used to be Friends was the name of the song, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, I, I've got, I've got, I got dozens of uh, Danny Warhol songs. They have a lot of good shit. I mean, you got to be, you got to be in the right he- headset for it. But yeah, um, I have two or three of their records for sure. So it's one of those like I liked them, but like they didn't stay the course. Yeah, this is a super like deep cut, and you might not even know who they are. Do you remember Clark Nova? Yep, Johnny Under. Clark Nova was one of the fucking bands. Remember I talked about those Molson Canadian Rocks tours? That, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was where I first met um, Scratching Post and, and first met Sonny. Clark Nova Clark Nova was on those fucking, uh, those same tours. They opened, I think, for Scratching Post. I enjoyed those two Clark Nova albums quite a bit. I, I still have them. Like, I actually have the CD still. And I, I like, Johnny Under is one of my favorite songs ever. Like, it's just like the best drum groove. I just like playing it on drums. It's fun to play. I hardly, I don't fucking remember their music at all anymore, but I remember them for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to think because the, the Molson Canadian did a lot of those concerts. Labat Blue did a, uh, the first time I saw Matthew Good Band was at a Labat Blue like special presentation thing. It's like the beer companies just like pimping these fucking bands yeah. to us before we were even ready to drink their beer. <laughs> I mean, we were all drinking their beer anyway because we were like 18 and six and a half feet tall. Or yeah. that was just me. Just you. That was just me. Yeah, I, I was getting free beer because me and my buddies were doing the sound for these fucking bands and they would pay us in, in beer. And, and I mean, we would do shows and stuff and get paid in beer all the time yeah. and stuff like that. When we were like 17, I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, <laughs> People want to actually listen to us and I'm getting drunk. This is great. Yeah. My problem was like, I can't drink and drum. Like I get sloppy and I was like, yeah. I'm not really get a chance to enjoy this until after the show, which sucks, but whatever. I'm like going in reverse alphabetical order here. What else do we talk about before? Uh, I mean, I know that I, I want to I talk about off. some of the girls before I fucking completely forget, but like in the 90s, Chantal Kraviasek and like Mazzy star. Sure. Mazzy star fits into that kind of ish category. Holly McNarlin was the one that was like really popping in my head. Cause I keep yep. talking about Holly a lot, but she's totally like, yeah, like if you you know her because of something, or she did like a guest spot on one of the albums you liked, or you heard like Numb or Elmo basically, and that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. Even though like she put out a bunch of albums after them, were all pretty good. I like them all. So, and then Chantal, I just she just hits that like singer songwriter like ballady pretty girl niche trope for me. There you go. Yeah, and she married Rain and ruined it. <laughs> fucking our lady peace uh we want to talk about that that weird fucking swing music resurgence that happened <sighs> in the 90s with like mighty mighty boss which is like halfway between ska and swing and then like squirrel nut zippers this would have been like what 96 97 this is like late 90s yeah like 98 yeah. kind of thing see like by the time you get to the late 90s i'm veering hard into like <laughs> like the i was com- like the as people started getting into swing and ska i was like 
I don't like this. This is too happy. <laughs> I definitely I, I skewed towards the ska for a while. Like, yeah, I can. You can still hear it in your fucking DJing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, Goldfinger was one of those ones that was like halfway half ska, mm. half alternative kind of thing. And I, I like yeah. some of their tracks. Like, I've got a bunch of less than Jake and Catch 22 and shit like that in my library. I've also got some like real bad ska that I really just need to fucking scrub out. Purge. Of, yeah. Purge, yeah. No, by the, by the time like that stuff happened, like I, I I found it annoying when it was being played on the on much music. I didn't like it taking over Edge, mm-hmm. and then like when my friends started getting into it, that's that was. You, there's a probably a hard line somewhere in there where I was like, you know what I really like now, Tool, because it doesn't <laughs> sound like Mighty Mighty fucking Boss Tones. That. <laughs> yeah, and fuck that shit. So that's probably where you start seeing me going like, oh, Mark's listening to weird alternative metal now. Like, why is Mark suddenly a giant Faith No More fan in 1998 when nobody cares anymore? Well. I hate fucking ska, so <laughs> I'm going backwards into skinny puppy albums, I guess. <laughs> I know that we talked about Space Hog at length at one point, but I will use Always. any fucking chance that I can get to pimp Space Hog because they definitely were a flash in the pan and they didn't deserve to be. Like their fucking album, their the, the, I mean that first album that that uh, in the meantime is on is just yeah. fucking great. Resident Alien and then their latter albums all have two or three like just real standout tracks on them too you mean you feel they shouldn't be lumped in with such auspicious one-hit wonders as uh black lab for wash it away <laughs> or dishwalla for counting oh, blue cars Jesus, for counting blue cars <laughs> or whatever that still gets played on like the edge every day basically song, god oh that song's terrible man like oh, just awful Jesus. or fucking yeah. spin doctors I hate the spin doctors. It sounds like shit Dave Matthews band. And I don't even like Dave Matthews band that much. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that fucking... I you played like three songs yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, Tim, fucking spin doctors. Are you oh, no, I only played... Me? The only thing I played was Two Princes yesterday. It probably just sounded like three songs. No, there was an... Oh, you know what? It might have been when the thing was glitching and it looped. I think I heard oh, it. Oh, might have I thought, it was, I, thought you were playing, I thought you were playing the other uh, spin doctor song. <laughs> Pocket full of kryptonite. That's it. No, you play Pocket Full of Kryptonite and the other one. You played oh, them both last night. Yeah, and I heard them both. Too, but I definitely heard Pocket Full of Kryptonite because I was like fucking eye rolling like hard. <laughs> like I was, I could actually see the inside of my fucking brain at that point. Well, that was, was my eyes rolled back. Spin so Doctors far. was weird because it was like a little bluesy as well. But the well, one what was that, that other one, Blues Traveler, that was the one I was Blues thinking about. Like yeah. yeah, four four is actually a really good album because um, his name John Hopper is actually a really fucking impressive vocalist and harmonica mm-hmm. player. Yeah, is he dead? Uh, I feel like he died I, at some point, right? Uh, dude was like fucking 350 pounds. I, I was going to say, he was like a big fat dude. I'm like, he's probably dead by now, right? Like, I'm pretty uh, sure he passed away, sadly. Uh, I remember that Blues Traveler album being okay. It's something like my parents bought, though. You know what I mean? It was one of those like, crossover things where I was like, this isn't cool enough for me anymore. They don't say fuck at all. Nope. Bro is still alive. He is 53 years old. Yeah, Good for John him, Popper, man. John Popper's still him. going. Looks like he dropped a bunch of fucking weight, though, so... Oh, I, I fucking, I hope so. <laughs> he was not looking well last time I saw him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to name a song because it's like the most 90s song, like the most 90s song. No diggity. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk fucking rappers? No diggity was fucking like Dr. Dre, though, dude. You cannot say yeah. Dr. Dre was fucking flash in the pan. You want to talk? Well, no, rappers? I'm not talking about Blackstreet Black Street themselves. Black Street? This song was okay. enormous yeah. for like, remember how long this song was? Like, it's, I mean, it still gets played occasionally because it's oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's great but song. like, it got played constantly for like a month and like, yeah, Dre's in there, yeah. but then it, nothing happened afterwards. <laughs> and then Dre put out the fucking like chronic two in 2001, like introduced the world to Eminem. So like, yeah, yeah. I can't really like fuck the, I mean, Dr. Dre. Great. And I'm glad he's doing better, but like, whew, 
I mean, we can we can open another whole fucking can of worms on like rappers that one hit wonder rappers in the fucking nineties, like Sir Sir Mix a lot. Oh man, I wouldn't the, be able to name like more than a couple because like, well, do you remember the Beat Nuts? Like they were like alt rap almost. Um, like no, they had really. a tune. Uh, Watch out now was their song, which was a which is a fucking sample. Yeah, I was real West Coast. Like yeah. I, I was like so vanilla you know, Dre. Yes, specifically been life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was real like Dre, Snoop, and like Tupac to a certain extent because he was kind of gone before I really caught in mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then after that, I was like, nothing really worked for me until MF Doom in like the mid 2000s. So yeah. rest in peace, MF Doom. We well, miss I mean, you already. I, I was playing tunes last night like shit, like, uh, like, whoop, there it is, fucking tag team. Oh, like, like OPP. No, that's the shit that I'm way too cool to fucking listen to. Like, I just couldn't <laughs> hack that shit. That's just, like, garbage to me, so. Like, Color Me Bad. I want to oh, sex, sex you up. Jesus. And Well, you started playing Right Said Fred last night. And I, I was did. like, I'm, right le- I'm fucking leaving. I'm fucking out of here. Skilo? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was Didn't he taller. do something, like, recently? Didn't he come I back? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Crisscross will make you jump? Crisscross, Yeah. Yeah, I yes. fucking I remember uh, I have vivid memories. Um, my sister and I went. We're, my parents took us to like this fucking resort somewhere in like northern Ontario that was like a tennis camp because they wanted to go and they drug us along and they had like this day camp thing and like part of it was you did fucking air bands for the end of the week and me and nice. me and my sister and our. Uh, this friend that I grew up with, we fucking did crisscross and we all fucking wore our shit backwards and everything is probably terrible. <laughs> probably. I mean, uh, I'm going to go with absolutely terrible. So uh, um, Artificial Joy Club. Do you remember Artificial Joy Club? No, that one I don't know. No. Uh, a song called Sick and Beautiful was like uh, an edge and like kind of much music song. Okay. I just remember because the girl was smoking hot. Like the lead singer was just mm-hmm. like an uber babe and they had one big song and that was it. Good track though, I like it. Marcy Playground, another one that was all yeah. over fucking Marcy Playground music deser- and shit. Gets and to like deserves to be lumped and- in with like uh with like the Black Labs and Dishwallas and like fastballs of the nineties. Oh, no, of thing. you take that shit back. Marcy no. Playground Sex and Candy was way better than fucking Fastball and Dishwalla. I would put them like completely equivalent, basically. Oh. Like yeah. Like I I like Sex and Candy, but I like the fucking I like the fastball song too. Mm. Like, the Dishwalla and like the Black Lab, that shit's fucking god awful. That's like better than Ezra <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? It's just terrible. Some dude from Better Than Ezra's gonna listen to this podcast and just be like fucking hunting me down. <laughs> what else does he have to do these He's days? He's got nothing else to do, right? <laughs> I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna tweet this episode at the Eve Six guy so that he makes sure he sends it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna fucking like send it out, be like, guys, you need to listen to this. These guys fucking this tear guy all of fucking you up. Trash all of you yeah. you kissed my ass though because my twitter's good like, yeah max your twitter actually hey is really i actually good. i like eve six the, i do too uh, actually their first two albums are fucking fantastic like fantastic records so yeah i have no like as much as he's shitting on himself and stuff i'm like dude you wrote like two just like rock solid punk rock albums like and they always got used on uh fucking like soundtracks like going going through used. like yeah yeah oh, like my eve. voice just cracked they're still getting used <laughs> yeah. like to this day they're still getting used tim <laughs> Yeah, they're still getting used. Like, I still hear fucking Inside Out, like, every once in a while. Yeah. Like, if somebody's going to play you a 90s alternative song, there's, like, a 9 in 10 chance it's fucking Inside Out that they play if they don't just play, <laughs> like, Nirvana, right? If they're playing, like, mediocre, like, you remember it, but barely kind of stuff, it's always Eve 6. So, and yeah. I like that fucking song, too. Like, like, I was listening to it today. I'm like, oh, I still like this record. It still kind of holds up for me. It's not, yeah. like, perfect, but it's, you know, it's good. <laughs> so fucking. 
Uh, Does Alanis Morissette count? <laughs> nah, she was big nah. enough. I don't think she. Oh counts my god! Here. 1995 was Jagged Little Pill, dude. But that yeah. album sold like 13 million copies oh, or some horseshit. Some ridiculous number. More like alt poppy kind of stuff. Like uh, Pluto had like mm. those two like big songs and then just fucking disappeared. Vertical Horizon is basically like that's the the level of that kind of operated yeah. on for me. Like it's just garbage. Like don't care. The other Matthew, Matthew Sweet. Matthew Sweet, yeah, yeah. there's definitely Matthew Sweet. Girlfriend, that song was and on. Where, and all where do you get time. love? Yes, yeah. Danko Jones was kind of like late '90s as one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. He uh, kind yeah. He crossed over into like the indie in the stuff 2000, later, and so. in the 2000s. He was in, mm. still doing some stuff. I mean, you you dropped Chumbawamba as one of the examples <laughs> when we were doing. I will tell you, I will openly admit that I owned that tub thumping album and i think it might have been another one of those columbia house ones you're fucking off the podcast this <laughs> podcast is just me now i'm oh, just talking about it's myself. garbage it is hot oh, fucking garbage i remember i remember somebody put it on at a party one time and like we i was such a fucking like as shitty and hipstery as i am now like i was like three thousand times worse when i was 21 <laughs> or whatever and like somebody put that on at a party i was at and i almost fucking got in a fight i was like turn that fucking garbage off like I don't give a shit what else you put on. Do not put that fucking hot shit on <laughs> while I'm like, while it's my presence is, you know, here or whatever. Like, fuck. Yeah. Terrible. That's well, and while I we're talking like fucking bad fucking nineties pop ace of bass was huge and then just disappeared. I had a name that popped into my head while we were doing this. I was thinking about much music and I just remember, do you remember CC Peniston? Na- I remember the name. See, that's like, I, I just have this name that pops into my head. I have no idea what she looks like. I don't know what any of the songs sound like. <laughs> I just feel like she was always the opponent on Combat Day Clip. And she always lost to Guns N' Roses. Like, just constantly <laughs> lost to Guns N' Roses. It was 1991. Like, what was she? <laughs> alternative Nation was taken over or whatever. I mix it not Alternative Nation, Guns N' Roses, but either way. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm listening to her song. I mean, this is shit that was on like those, like, Dance Mix 92, 93 fucking song uh, albums yeah, and shit. Terrible. Yeah. Just terrible shit. <laughs> Green Day. <I> don't <laughs> Bloodhound Gang? Oh, don't. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not even music. You know what the fuck that shit was? You are playing that last night. Oh, I was like, come on. Oh. Firewater Burn is a great fucking song. Uh, no. <laughs> We're going to go with Hard No. Uh, I mean, you want? I think this is another British one. I remember White Town. No. That, that Your Woman song. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Dum, 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 dum. That always makes me think of, oh shit! What was the actual good like David Byrne like talking heads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just shitty. T- that's just shitty talking. Heads, <laughs> yeah, kind of is. Do you remember James? Yeah, it's kind of more Britishy stuff, but yeah, like yeah, yeah, that James. was on that was all over those fucking Frosh albums for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Laid, Laid and yeah, yeah. Jeff Buckley kind of falls in here a little bit, even though well, like, <laughs> there's a good reason why. He, yeah, there's he was that. a flash. In the oh, band. Canadian bands, Junk House. You remember Junk House, Tom Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Junk House. They were great. They always they were like one of those perennial openers too. Like they always seem to be like opening for like big sugar or some shit like that yeah they'd be like oh i'm going to see fucking junk house and then i'm gonna leave before skis bag comes on <laughs> oh wait no i'm gonna stay to here if i had my way and then i'm gonna leave because that song oh, fucking, fucking still fucking rips i love but big I, sugar i know you got a big like big sugar i was more of a big wreck guy i like ian thornley a lot like better them, than I, I was super disappointed. There was this tour, and I'm not sure if I talked about it. It was like the most 90s tour ever. It was supposed to happen like last summer, but then COVID. But it was like Tea Party, Headstones, Big Wreck. I want to say like Treble Charger. 
and like Killjoys or something like that. And I was like, I am going to that fucking show. So they canceled and they've rescheduled now. They've taken Big Wreck out and put Moist in. And I was like, oh, no, it's not quite the same. Moist is like they were huge. And like also, I don't know if Eric still listens to the podcast or not, but like I know how much you loved the Merrick, but they were not as good as you. (laughs) They're just they were okay, But like, my God, I saw Moist is a band I saw a dozen times. And I never, ever, ever wanted to see them again after the yeah. first time. And not even that I disliked Moist, <laughs> I, but it's just like. I think I saw them in an Edge Fest or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, well, I can knock this off my list and never have yeah, to see like, them again. And Like, they were fine. But I'm like, if you're going to, if you're sw- like, if it was the other way, I'd be like, this is a step fucking up. Because Big Wreck is a fucking fantastic hard oh, rock yeah. band. And I One of the best concerts I've ever day. been to, I, which I know Absolutely. I told you about, is was uh, Big Wreck with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. That fucking show just blew me away. It was so good. I went and saw them just a couple years ago. They toured uh, In Loving Memory again in like 2017 mm. or something like that. And I was like, I'm just fucking going to listen to that album. Same reason I saw Mother Earth. They were like, we're touring Scenery and Fish. And I was yeah. like, fuck it, whatever. It's 20 bucks and they're up the street. Take my money. Goes, <laughs> yeah, take it. I'll listen to Scenery and Fish live. Edwin sounded awesome. So yeah. he hadn't fucking sang since like 2002 because none of his fucking <laughs> solo projects ever worked out. So he was the only thing that his voice was doing was yelling so that he could hear people at the Bovine's beer order, basically. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Counting Crows is another one of those ones that was uh, just huge. And another and another one that was like, it was what you listened to if you either wanted to be sad and lonely or wanted to like make out with some like normie girl. Well, I mean, like if I wanted to be sad and lonely, like most of the alternative rock of this era is probably better for it for me than Counting Crows. <laughs> I mean, we had Pearl Jam records by now. So like, yeah, yeah. Also Nirvana records. Alice in Chains albums were available. Also, Counting Crows was... Uh, <laughs> was the pop version of grunge to me. Like that was where the, all this shit just kind of started to get like, like basically subsumed by the mainstream, like w- to the point where like, Oh, in like a couple years, here comes Nickelback basically, where it's just like, mm. it's, they turned it into product. Whereas before it had kind of still been music, but counting crows just felt like, I don't know. It's just, it's still to me. I saw them live too. They opened or they were playing with live. There's a band. Holy shit. That we they, bring up. Yeah. I mean, I feel they like they were huge, were too but they just disappeared. To... Yeah, but they were huge. For but one then album, they, but they did fucking disappear. Like, well, no, the, their next album after throwing copper, Secret Samadhi actually is one of my yeah, like, had Dark some... Horse favorite albums. Like, Lakini's Juice is a good track. There's a bunch of like kind of album cuts on there that I'm very fond of. But after and I'm that, not sure. yeah, they just disappeared. Yeah. Dolphins Cry, remember Dolphins Cry? Yeah. They went super Christian afterwards. Is kind of why they fell oh, off a little Jesus. bit. Jesus, I think that's kind of how they kept their career going. Also, because like that, that's a different community you can kind of tap into. Mm-hmm. But like, there was a video on YouTube by yeah, you ever hear Rick Beato? He's like a producer. He does yeah. like YouTube stuff. He's kind of like a big YouTuber. And he was doing a, a video a couple weeks ago that may also have inspired this thing where he was talking about like these 90s bands, like whoever we were just talking about, like Counting Crows were alive. That like after Corn or Limp Bizkit, I'll say Limp Bizkit because I kind of don't mind Corn, but like <laughs> Limp, after Limp Bizkit, all these bands just disappeared and had no careers left whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like some of it like fine, but like some of them, I'm like, oh, that's kind of too bad because like, I liked live enough that I probably would have listened to another Secret Samadhi esque album. Basically, yeah, fucking Light, Lightning Crashes was another one of those ones that like yeah, every slow dance. Fu- every fucking slow, slow dance. dance. And, oh but like, God. I don't want to fucking be slow dancing while I'm listening to like a story about a woman having a fucking really painful birth. Have you ever listened to the lyrics to Black by Pearl Jam? They still played that shit <laughs> at high school. Thing it's both like trying to kill yourself after you got a breakup. I'm like, this is. Yeah, love song guy. Actually, November Rain's the same way. It's about like the entire thing falling apart. Yeah. So I was always like, this is fun. But it's like dancing to one by you two. Like it, 
So yeah. like those poor fucking idiots that like one by U2 is our wedding song. I'm like, guys, <laughs> no, you don't. Don't do that. Yeah. No U2 songs are good for this. Just so we're all clear. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Sunday bloody Sunday. Also yeah. not appropriate. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Like, I fucking love U2, but like, even like with or without you, read the lyrics. Yeah, it's not happy. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a happy ending song. Stay away from U2 and Pearl Jam. Not wedding songs. Go to Tool. There's some real love in Tool. Sure. Stink Fist. Stink Fist is a yeah, wedding song. <laughs> it's, it's a honeymoon uh, song. Yeah. Oh, that's that'll be some honeymoon. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm I'm wearing down here. So do you have anything else you want to bring up? Before uh, we, uh, Jacob, we get out for the Jacob week? Dylan and the Wallflowers. I hate fucking shit <laughs> i i still love one headlight i can listen to that shit all the time i that's there it is i saw Cannon crows twice and one time was with live and the other time they were i was and i don't know why i went to the show so i, I must have been dating somebody but it was live and or it was counting crows and wallflowers mm. and i was like i hate being at molson amphitheater right now <laughs> i've never i never i don't think i've ever said those words out loud in my life but i was like right now i hate <laughs> being in Molson Amphitheater because it's just awful. Uh, oh no. I, I, I think that's kind of... And it. I didn't even have live to look forward to. Like, at least live was good. Li- like, live was really good live. That sentence tracks, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I liked live enough. You seem like to be high energy. Yeah, they're pretty good. He's good live. Like, his... the oh, fuck. I hate... Because the, the band's name is live and you say they're good live. It sounds ridiculous. But uh, Ed <laughs> Kowalczyk or whatever his name was, like, excellent, excellent voice. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was about it for me. Like, I could sit here and talk to you guys about, like, I don't know, Philosopher Kings. We talked about Philosopher Kings already. Yeah, we? some of the other ones that I think I'd get into would be, like, probably never really Ooh. made it that big. Kind of where, like, like shit like Zucker Baby. Like, nobody fucking remembers Zucker I remember Baby. Zucker Baby. I do. <laughs> I have that CD. The only other one I can, like, I'm looking at that I see that I'm like, we should totally bring these guys up is, uh, I mean, I guess Caius is kind of one of them, too. I like Caius mm, a lot. Yeah, but I mean, that was one of those ones that was like an overlap with eight other projects kind of thing. Yeah. With, with well, I mean, it was, it was his main, turned it was his main project. It was they broke the time, up, And then yeah. he became Queens. Yeah. He's a stone agent. R.E.M. <laughs> no, that's not right. Do you remember Propeller? Do you remember Propeller Heads? I do. Did, do you remember did, Rainbow like, Butt Monkeys? I do remember Rainbow Butt Monkeys. There you go. That's all I want. I just wanted to do say you, Rainbow Butt I know you're a big once. Bond guy. Do you... Do have you heard the propeller heads like version or like sampling of the bond theme? It's called on her majesty's secret service. Uh, probably back in the day. It's actually like, pretty it's good. Been, it's been a while since I, that's when like, I, I recommend kind of stuff. I'm trying to think of like nineties. Oh, for me, white zombie, Rob zombie. We're kind of in there too. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's another one that like, yeah, that definitely continued on had a big fervent or like a small fervent fan base after that, but yeah, like was absolutely. only big in that period, like late nineties well, early, yeah. early. Yeah. Mid-90s, oh, so probably more like him solos early 2000s because they yeah, broke yeah, up yeah. White Zombie at the end. Like, say, like White Zombie, that last White Zombie album yeah. was like fucking spectacular. Like, just one of the best hard rock or metal albums like of the decade. But mm-hmm. they broke up right after. And like, I like his solo stuff, but it's kitsch and pop basically. Yeah. So, like, I'm fine. It's not anything like White Zombie was. White Zombie was like, they were a fucking force of nature. Yeah, that's about it for me. So that was cool. If you guys have anything else, that, like if we missed a band that you think we should totally have talked about, I don't know how that's fucking possible because I just named like <laughs> everything that was in my Spotify list, but that's cool. Absolutely reach out and like let us know and we'll do something. I don't know what we could do about like posting YouTube videos or some shit on the comments for this episode and just like drop some like random primitive radio gods or some horse shit <laughs> in the uh, comments this week. Maybe. Maybe maybe at some point I'll uh, go back and, and kind of 
redo the stream that I did yesterday. I've been fucking around with like live streaming music and, you know, might be up for like streaming well, some do, doing some live streams where just anybody that has the link can join in kind of thing. So we can drop those and schedule those. And so our listeners can maybe check some out too. Yeah. So keep an eye out on your Facebook, like our feed on Facebook. Cause like, yeah. I think there'll be some weekends where like, you'll see Tim will be doing like doing his DJ thing and I don't have a fucking life. So I come in and give Tim shit for <laughs> making me listen to bloodhound gang. <laughs> like he did three times last night. <laughs> we were kind of setting, helping him set up. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to geek cred. Uh, my geek cred for this week. Have you been, have you watched dark on Netflix? Oh, sorry. Uh, Dark's the the name of the YouTube AEWB show. And I was like, yeah, I watch Dark every week. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I've seen stuff about it, though. Yeah, it was one that had a bunch of chatter, like when it first came out, and then the chatter kind of died down. But um, it's one that's been on my radar for ages, because it's it's time travel series, it's sci-fi. And but my issue with it is that I tend to shy away from foreign TV series just because I'm almost always multitasking and doing something else. So like, I'm not necessarily watching it head on. So like, I can't really pay attention to the subtitles. Hey, I draw all the time. You you have, you're telling, you're preaching to the choir. Like if I can't listen to it, it's not getting watched probably. But this was a case where I'd heard so many good things about it that I like, I made it the show that I watch while I'm on the treadmill. So like, I have nothing else to do that I can watch it and focus on the subtitles and everything too. So, or at least my eyes aren't doing anything else when I'm on the channel. So, um, but it's one of the smartest time travel shows that I can recall in quite a while. It's a, I I don't want to give it too much of it away because like some of the reveals and stuff are, are really cool and kind of mind fucky. Uh, but it's an, it, just a really interesting twist on the concept of a time travel story. It is also very European and it's, fairly low budget but it does a lot with the minimal budget like it doesn't have a lot of special effects it's more character driven european filmmakers tend to do uh get a lot more mileage out of a lot less budget yeah. uh, just because they have to so uh, yeah, I, exactly. this, I mean so. like i'm on board it sounds kind of interesting uh what's my time like like how much sit it's uh the first season was 10 episodes um i think there's is there two seasons or three seasons now I'm only on the second season right now. I finished the okay. first season like last week. I think there's three seasons out now. And uh, I think the third season was the last season. So everything is out now. And I think each one was like 10, 12 episodes, something like that. So 30 something episodes total, like 40 to five to 55 minutes each. Cool. So, okay. but I mean the, the each season is kind of, is a pretty self-contained, uh, you know, the, it's the same characters and shit, but like you'd watch one season and feel, you know, kind of satisfied, I guess, not necessarily okay. have to move right on to the second one, but it is just something that I will, you know, I don't want to say warn, but just, you know, caution you. It definitely is something that requires your full attention to kind of make sure that you're grasping what's going on. And like yeah. the, all of the, it, it's very much an ensemble cast piece. And so figuring out who's related to who and who ends up related to who later and shit like that is, can be a bit of a fucking chore at sometimes it's interesting. Like it's something where it's like, wait, what the fuck is happening right now? Like nice. How are these people like, uh, you know, what, what is their relationship and shit like that? You'll have to report back in when you finish it. And because if it holds up, I might dive in. I still like I have the same thing with The Expanse. It's one of those shows like I know I got to watch and mm-hmm. it, but it's a show I feel like I got to sit down and like watch, yeah, watch. Me too. And I like uh, the fucking reviews for the season five premiere were like 
five stars across the board and people were like this is the greatest show that's ever been in set in space and i'm like holy shit all right like i guess i i gotta fucking sign up for this crap eventually like yeah i feel like before season six hits i gotta go and like just get into that but like no this sounds this sounds interesting too so you'll have to let me know if like it holds up yeah so far the second season i'm like maybe about four episodes into and i'm still on board for it 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 has taken things in sort of a different direction and i've been liking it so far so yeah i mean i guess i'm about halfway through roughly halfway through the series right now so we'll see if the back half holds up same way cool 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 so mine is just a recommendation uh playstation owners if you are a playstation plus member this month this is your fucking time uh the fully upgradable like to ps5 version of control ultimate edition is your free game of the month (laughs) so if you've been putting me off and not playing it you have no fucking excuse it's free now the only excuse you have is if you're gonna wait and play it on ps5 with ray tracing or at 60 frames i i understand wanting to hold out and do that not everybody's gonna play through it three times on three different consoles like me but (laughs) it is free right now so if you are interested in control go pick it up if you are a hint future playstation owner you might want to get that playstation membership signed up now and grab control for free because worth paying for or not paying for technically because once you put it in your account it's just always there so mm-hmm. just throw it out there Control's free <laughs> actually it's free on game pass too but it's not the ultimate edition so like either deck you can get it for free right now but i can go get it because game of the year kids all right everyone thank you so much for listening to us ramble about 90s horse shit that none of you <laughs> care about um this has been episode 237 of dance robot dance if you haven't already please subscribe you can do that from any podcasting app via apple podcast google podcast stitcher and spotify there may be an issue with spotify but i'm just remembering <laughs> it's been a couple months sorry i've been very busy <laughs> like with my life caving in that i forgot about the spotify feed i apologize so we'll get that rectified in the next little while <laughs> And then uh, you can listen to us on Spotify again. Uh, if you have any thoughts about anything we talked about tonight, the complete dearth of news or us screaming about 90s alternative rock bands that none of you have ever <laughs> heard of, uh, absolutely let us know. If you have favorites, throw them in the fucking uh, comments. Like, we want to see your 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 favorite, like, one-hit wonders from the 90s or whatever. Throw them in there. Just do some interactive stuff, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. Whatever. So, yeah, you can do that. Sure. So you can do that on Facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast, or you can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm Mark. You can follow me on Instagram at MT underscore roulette or by a print gallery.com. The commissions are open. Direct message me for details. I've been here with Tim. Bye. There it is. All right. We'll talk to you next week. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. I hate you. Burn, motherfucker. Burn. I just hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs>